The following program is rated TV MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audience. It's showtime. It's showtime, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Circle of Debate podcast brought to you by, of course, not only Circle of Debate, but the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Ladies and gentlemen, senoras y senores, bienvenidos right here on the Circle of Debate podcast. And of course, this host is when I've been seeing with my other host, me familia, the greatest family of all time, right here, La Sangre, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, let me go ahead and introduce, of course, he's Mr. Five Days, ladies and gentlemen. Five days. He's Mr. Five Days because this man, he likes to go back in time and tell the world what is going on in the world of professional wrestling, what was back then, way back then. Now, maybe what happened in the future of professional wrestling. Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough roads to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going, we don't need roads. No roads with this man takes to Mr. No Roads himself, Mr. DeLorean himself. Mike the Nero, gentlemen. What is going on, the Nero? Up, everybody. First COD on the Bloodline Network. Turbo one up. No, not wait. Excited to talk about revolution, yeah. That is right. I am excited too. Woo! But you know what else I'm excited for, man? I'm excited to bring this man right here because this man always brings that banger. He's because he is not only just slapping meat, oh meaty men, bangers and slappers, baby. Because this man is the banger podcasting. Banger after banger. After banger, after banger, after banger, after banger, after banger. That is right. After banger, after banger, ladies and gentlemen. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. Tim King, Tim King Show. What is up, my brother? Every time, every time with the banger, the round of applause. Circle of debate, me familiar on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Oh, man, the pre-launch, the watch-along, the interview, the DeLorean, the AEW fucking revolution recap. We got the UW pod tomorrow, more DeLorean, a little Roto Slappers, more Circle of Debate, the Tim King Show, Clark Street Wrestling coming, Top Rope Wrestling coming, more Roto Slappers, more DeLorean, more DeLorean. Let's go. Big week ahead, baby. I'm pumped. Oh, man. You're going to meet fucking... Ah, just amazing. It's running wild, baby. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Oh, right. oh. Fucking go. But yes, we are here, ladies and gentlemen, to give a recap of AEW Revolution because like how Tim mentioned, we have a lot of coming up on the Blood Entertainment Network and, of course, in our perspective channels. So we want to knock this out of the park. Because we got to talk about the aftermath coming up. We still got our another episode for our MMA for tomorrow on the COD. We got Saturday New Japan show. We got Sunday, the regular episode, the flagship show. So yeah, it's 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 a lot coming up this week here on the COD. And yes, our streets. What is going on, my man? What's going on? What's going what on up, streets? What up, streets? And shout out to everybody in the chat, of course, Dom. Appreciate you, brother. Ah, the Mrs. DeLorean, maybe. That's right. Oh, thank you so much for that drawing, by the way. That drawing was fucking impeccable. Loved it. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, thank you. 
Exclusive. Coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Always spoiling shit. It's okay. It's very Trust me. <laughs> Gotta give thanks. That's right. <laughs> of course, Mr. Deaner himself, the Mr. Universal himself, the Universal Team Podcast, the number one interviewer right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Shout out to Faction Cast. What is going on? Of course, you see right there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. Hit that smashing like button as well. Besides COD, besides subscribe to Circle Debate, also subscribe to Bloodline Entertainment Network as well. More to leave. What's going on, Dylan? My man, what is going on? But yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're here to go ahead and start to recap. Uh, we'll get into, of course, uh, giving our grades after we're done, obviously recapping everything here overall. But before we do, another thing I wanted to tell, let the people know, make sure you go to Manscaped.com, get all your incredible merchandise from Manscaped.com. And as you see right there, scrolling down below, hit right there that promo code, 20% off. Promo code DeLorean. Get all your fantastic merch, man. Escape.com merchandise, especially the boxers, weed whacker, everything overall, man. They have such great shit that make sure you want to get that 20% off. Hit the promo code DeLorean. Capitalize DeLorean, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you hit it. Gentlemen, you always want to keep them beards long, but you want to keep them private parts trimmed down. You want to keep it keep it fresh for your ladies. That's all. That's, that's all. right. That's and right. I gotta say, you know, for as long as I've been doing the Manscaped promos, I never do mention the boxers. The boxers are some of the most comfortable boxers I've ever worn. So definitely go copy your boxers from Manscaped.com. Twenty percent off promo code Delorean. Definitely. Absolutely, gentlemen. That is right. It's time to get into the action here. Let's get into it. I hope everybody had an incredible time uh, with AEW Revolution. Had an amazing time as well with us on the watch-along on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Uh, such an incredible watch-along, man. It was fantastic. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch it and see our live reactions. Oh, my God. It was such good shit. Oh, so much amazing. More are coming, ladies and gentlemen. More are coming along the way. So make sure you stay tuned for that. All right. Let's get into the first matchup here of the night. And that is, of course, the joke. Like a joke, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes. Oh, my tribal chief. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. That's right. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll acknowledge you, tribal chief. Here you go. Hold on. You, I got you. I got you. Acknowledge me. Oh, I will acknowledge you, my tribal chief. And the other person I will acknowledge is Miss DeLorean. That's right. We appreciate you. Thank you. You are the queen. Thank you very much for everything. Everything as you do. Definitely. What's going on, Earl? Thank you very much, Earl Call, for tuning in. Thank you so much. But all right, let's get into it. So I'm going to go ahead and start off. Of course, we had the Cachote, the greatest Jericho of all time, the Tom Brady of professional wrestling. I don't care. You can hate me for saying that, but he is a good joke for a reason. Even Ricky Starks acknowledged him in the media scrum. And so I was really impressed with that. Great opening matchup. We all thought it was going to be interference. But unfortunately, we, we did not get that. It's good that we, we didn't get that interference. But it was a clean win for Ricky Starks. Great, clean, you know, clean win. Enjoyed the back and forth matchup. The in-ring psychology of it, the heel and face of it, the, the counter moves, especially with Jericho countering over the spear into the code breaker. But this was a great opening for Ricky Starks. And, I, of course, they asked him, we'll get into the media. I'll say that after. But 
want to get into this matchup first. I'll take it to you, De Niro. Give us your take. What were your thoughts of this opening matchup for AEW Revolution? I thought it was a really good matchup. I believe, not to be all geeky over here, but I believe that this is the second Revolution where Chris Jericho is in the opening matchup. Because if I'm not mistaken, it was Revolution last year. Jericho faced Eddie Kingston in the opening match. But this was a very good matchup. I got to say, like, these guys have good chemistry with each other. I feel like the storyline should be done here, though. Ricky Starks has two clean wins over Chris Jericho. What else does he have to prove? Hopefully his a career catapults to the next level now, getting two wins over the Kajote. But I think that, you know, it was definitely a good matchup. For anybody who's hating on Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho still moves like he's, you know, Y2J. Like yesterday I was talking about Jericho versus Angle from 2001. Jericho looked the same. Jericho's moving the same, so you can't hate on Jericho. Definitely still putting guys over and making stars. So great matchup. Ricky Starks is a bigger star coming out of this matchup. Hopefully the booking shows why he's a bigger star and he could go forth in the bigger storyline after this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said, my brother. TK, break it down for us, brother. Yeah, everything you guys said, <clears throat> spot on facts. Ivan with the re- – that's crazy. Jericho 0-4 at Revolution pay-per-views. Very interesting. Good yeah. fact there, APG. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Appreciate it. Um, Ivan with the reversals. I love the Judas effect reversal at the end of the match, the way Ricky just threw his arm up like it was like in a fight. Like That's what you would just do. You would just throw your shit up and block it, dude. I'm surprised like that's like never been done, dude. And then the Rochambeau, like, you know, Jericho ain't a slight guy, man, and Ricky ain't a big guy. So, like, the way Ricky just got Jericho up with ease to hit him with it, win the match i loved it the right guy won this did not need to go on still confused why sammy guevara was out there at all in action and had to be out there didn't like that but at the end of the day the right guy went over and the match itself was a fucking banger dude so right guy won ricky's gonna move on i i didn't watch the media scrum so i don't know what he said and i didn't see the dirt sheets so i look forward to hearing what you're gonna tell me later and i look forward to where ricky gonna go from here baby Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let's see what, you know, Cage, we got to say. Oh, the only grab about this, Sammy, yeah, exactly what he just Tim just said. Exactly, yep. I absolutely agree with that. Oh, man. Yes, I really enjoyed it. So, I, I mean, I, like I said, I give a lot of kudos to Jericho. If if that's the case, I mean, the 0-4 revolution, kudos to Jericho, man. I mean, people are hating this man, but he's putting people over. And he's making stars with everybody. And not only that, but also – Helping them picking, you know, have them pick his brain along the way, how to, you know, do a promo, how to, you know, shoot a promo, you know, mainly, you know, how to interact within the storyline, how to not to break off kayfabe. Like, I I really enjoyed what Jericho's doing for the product, especially for the young talent. I know a lot of people get, you know, like I will say about me about Jeff Jarrett, but <laughs> this is different now because this is Jericho. And no disrespect to Jeff Jarrett because it's a singles. This is not a uh, it's not a tag team. This is a singles. See, Jericho is at least has done with the likes of you know Ricky Starks. Uh, he's trying to he's almost with Garcia, but I don't know where that fell off. You know that just went in a whole different circle there. I don't know what exactly what happened there. Uh, but I gotta give it to Jericho, man. Jericho right now has been you know been saying that this is why he wants to stay in AEW not returning to WWE and mind you he wants to be that Pat Patterson of AEW and I can see that I can see that here happening because of what he's doing 
sacrificing his losses, you know, everything, you know, his wins and uh, helping putting the young roster over. I'm looking forward to see what's next for Jericho and what's next for Starks, but we're going to get into it. That's going to be for last for the post media scrum. And man, let's see what faction that's going to say. Another interesting fact Ricky's is the only third person to beat Jericho multiple times. Yeah, it's true. KPG just bringing it. He's bringing it. Oh, I gotta give. I'm gonna give mad shout out to this dude, man. Go out, follow them, subscribe to them on YouTube, Faction Cast Podcast. He is in all of our streams, man. He's always here, repping, throwing the scissors up at us. Um, good conversation in the chat. So really, really, really appreciate you, KPG, for being here for real, man. All the time, man. We appreciate it. I'm, I'm definitely gonna hit you up too. I know you've been wanting to get on one of the TNA episodes. So we'll definitely make that happen, bro, for uh, the DeLorean. Definitely want to work with you. Love it, baby. Get on. Let's get the crowd involved, baby. Shout out to our world great, man. Thank you so much for tuning in here with us. All right. We're going to get into the second matchup. Hernandez, of course. The one that we wanted to not talk about at all when we did episode one last week. We were like, nope. We don't want to talk about it. Move on. But I will... I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna say I didn't care about this match, but I'm glad the way how this match ended closes that chapter. Let's move on because the fact is they didn't announce until I guess what a dynamite is when they announced it that it was gonna be a casket or on social media. I'm not quite sure how they how that came in play that it was gonna be a casket match. Uh but I can tell you the in-ring psychology of these two individuals really throw us off. If you won't go back and watch our live watch along. We were highly impressed of how just the psychology itself, Christian, I got to give him credit where credit's due as a heel. He got the people where he wanted him in his in the palm of his hands. The turtleneck, too, especially, you know, turtleneck, yeah. in-ring attire. What's up with that? Like With, with the cutoff. Yeah, I mean, with yeah. the cutoff, that was wild. It was wild for him to do that. So, I mean, I did not expect that. That's right. Yes. Appreciate you, my brother. Yes. What's going on, Jordan Johnson? Appreciate you for tuning in, my brother. But did not expect you know, Christian to do that, and we were all fearing for the worst of the return of Luchasaurus. Thank God it didn't happen. No disrespect, Luchasaurus. I'm a big fan of yours, but, you know, I need you to keep aside from this feud. I don't want you to get involved. I'm glad of the way how it ended, and just seeing that dramatic scene, the ending scene, him, oh, he kissed him on the forehead, like, pretty much it's, I'm not comparing to Shawn Michaels or Flair, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, don't, don't before you jump on my neck. No, but it's almost like kind of like that way. Like, I'm sorry, I love you. Bam, the casket falls right below. It's over, it's done, baby. But I was impressed of the performance of you know, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, which you know, Tim did brought up on the live watch along. He has even the, the storylines have been booked, has not been the best. However, though, if the matches has delivered with him and Luchasaurus in the cage from the last event they had. I think it was a full gear, correct, Tim? That was a full gear, right? Yep, the, the so, cage match, yeah. And that was a solid one. And this one was solid, too. Now, I'm hoping we see something now moving forward with Jack Perry uh, and Christian. Christian, I hope hopefully he doesn't come back and try to get his revenge. Don't try to bring Luchasaurus. Mm-hmm. No, this, this story mm-hmm. needed to end at Revolution, and I'm happy that it did. So I'll take it back to you, TK. Give us your thoughts of this match. Were you highly impressed overall? And what are your expectations now for these two individuals moving forward and not within each other? 
Yeah, for sure, man. You uh, you hit a lot on the head. Um, a, a lot of things you said are factual. I thought the match itself was really good, and I was like kind of like ragging on my bad Dom if you're here, but Dom's yawning through it, and I'm like, yo, this is a good match. I don't know what you're watching. I know the story like going into it. We didn't want to watch it, but like, what's on our television is dope, dude. Um, I thought it was really good. It the story they told was good. You know, Jungle Boy gonna go for the concerto, and he fucking can't do it. The low blow again. You know. And he still gets through it. What was compelling to me was the whole time I hated it. The Christian's dead or Jungle Boy's dad, Luke Perry, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. In a fucked up sort of way, now that I've been thinking about it, you know, with Jungle Boy crying and sitting over it, it was almost like reminiscent like Christian was like a father figure to him. So he was like burying a second father. And that's why he's sitting there crying, you know, wiping dirt off his face. Concerto, you know, he got put his, it's or it's like the Lion King with fucking Scar and Symbol. Where it's like Christian is oh my god, no way. He's wearing a shirt, he's wearing a shirt. Oh my god, no, that wasn't planned at all. I had no idea. But it's almost like the Lion King, like he's that uncle, right? And you gotta like that uncle's a prick, and you just you just gotta do it, man. You're a prick, bitch. I gotta put you down. He put him down. Good match, good good story, over, done. Good way to finalize the story, I mean. Over with. Jack needs to go after a title. Maybe it's Hobbs winning the TNT title from Wardlow and Jack going after him. Or it's it's Jay Lethal winning the title from Orange on Wednesday and it's Jack going after Jay Lethal. Or it's the title of Chris Jericho because we haven't had Jack and Chris Jericho yet. We just had Ricky go for the title of Chris Jericho. I think maybe Jack gets the title of Chris Jericho. And Je- that's where we see Jack moving forward. Um, Christian, he'll go away for a little bit. Uh, I know he just came back, but he'll go away for a little bit. He just got buried. He's got to go away for a little bit. I don't think he's involved in any major storylines when he gets back. I Someone mentioned it on our stream. I think it was broadcast. ROH, I think ROH would be a fine option for Christian to go build up some talents over there, help build that brand. Um, but I think he'll be away for a few months. Jack's got to get – go forward, go towards the title. If it's the title of Jericho and he beats him at double or nothing, hey, that's another big pay-per-view win for the kid, dude. So that's what I would do. Mm, I love it. Uh, I have to say I do love it because you just mentioned the Jericho. That fucking will work. That actually, I would not be mad about that. Now you got me thinking of that. Mm. Oh, Jericho and, and Jericho and Jack Perry, huh? Now let's see Jericho could put him over. I like that. Okay, not a bad idea, TK. I mean, oh, man, listen, listen, that's why you're the banger, man. Oh, okay, come down, yeah, my man. is running wild, baby. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Especially with this sexy stud who's gonna start, you know, give the give his take on it. Go ahead. Before I before I talk about the matchup, I do want to say that Jack and Jericho would be fucking awesome because you already have the built-in story. You have um, if you remember, go all the way back to 2019. The year ended, the last dynamite of the year. It was Jungle Boy versus Chris Jericho. And the matchup was if Jungle Boy could last 10 minutes with Chris Jericho, then he would get a title shot, right? Jungle Boy lasted the 10 minutes. He didn't pin Jericho, but he lasted the 10 minutes. 
Now you can tell the story of, oh, well, you know, look how much he's grown throughout the years. Now he's actually beating Jericho one-on-one, actually getting that pinfall, not just lasting in the ring, but actually beating him. That'd be awesome. I think that could be a great story for him and really could take him to the next level. Um, as for this matchup, this matchup was good. Like, just like everyone else said on the uh, live stream, you know, this was a fun matchup for a shitty storyline. I thought that the storyline started out hot, but it really started to drag. And then when you're hitting like the six month mark, it's really dragging. But the matchup itself was fucking fire. I mean, I, I like that. I do feel like it was weird. Like, even if you see on the graphic here, it still says no holds barred. And then last minute, it turns into a final burial. Um, I don't know. This is just me just talking shit. But like I said on the uh, the watch along, I wonder if this is a way of like Tony Khan just like saying that he hears like the shit that Undertaker's talking about. Because this is totally up Undertaker's alley for like the, you know, Undertaker style casket buried alive type matches. And then you had Undertaker like taking that little tiny dig at the Mike Tyson podcast. And we all know how Tony Khan has a fragile ego. So of course he's going to respond to everything. So I could see this being like a little tiny dig at Undertaker, but this was just too ominous of a matchup for someone, someone like jungle boy and Chris Christian cage. Like you don't think casket match. You don't think buried alive match when you think of these two. So I thought it was a little weird of a storyline, but the matchup was fire. I, I thought these guys brought it. The psychology, like Tim said, was there. The story was there. And the physicality was there, so I have no problem with this matchup. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> bullshit, I'm right, Tony Khan. You'll disrespect the Undertaker, right? Not Mark Calloway, no, not what he's done for us. So you're bullshit. The hell is wrong with you? That's my favorite when Ivan does that. You're bullshit, Tony Khan. I'm serious. I'm not gonna sit back and take this fucking shit. I'm gonna take that shit. I'm gonna damn. Yo, De Niro, you just got me nipple mania when you talked about that 2019 story with the fucking 10 minutes and then the title. I Because I remember that very, very much so. Yeah. Jack was just a kid. Fuck, he's grown so much. Fuck, let's go. The story tells itself, you know. It's already built in. Go with it. Mm. Damn. That's, ooh. Ooh, I like that. Oh, man. It's good shit. All right. Speaking of good shit. Let's see. Then we. Oh no, that's not it, right? No, wrong one, ladies and gentlemen, because you couldn't put it earlier. Oh yeah, ah, uh, here we go. We won't there. You ain't there yet. Ah, oh, yes, we're here. The one I've been wanting to talk about. Mm, this is the one that got, gets me. Gets so many against me. Oh. <laughs> Did you say Jizzle Mania that time? Yes, Jizzle Mania, Mania is one step higher than Nipple Mania. So. Yes. <laughs> Combined together, running wild, baby. That's what it is. That's what it is. It makes me that way. Rock hard, Juice Robinson. Sorry, Juice. I didn't take that away. No pun intended. Juice. They said it basically away. But man, we got to live something we have been dying to see, and it happened. And when this occurred, man, we if you watch our watch along that we had on the Blood Entertainment, we went wild for this. I feel for me this. Everybody has their own, you know, picks, but I feel that for me, this is my pick of the night because the fact is just the psychology itself, the, the everything. Shout out to all these six individuals to put a spectacular performance for all of us, even though, you know, there's critique because the build was not there. And we'll talk about that because Tony Khan was asked about that at the media scrum. But, you know, this was just incredible. I, I really, man, 
this is the one picture of the moment that I need to look for. If I can find it, I will look for it. Give me a minute. But all I can say is that shout out to the House of Black finally getting the win. Incredible win, especially, you know, Alistair getting the pin. And, and too bad it wasn't Kenny Omega, but I imagine it would have been Kenny. Oh, that's one thing I, I thought about when I went back and looked at this match. I'm like, if he would have pinned Kenny Omega, then we could have had our right there. Oh, he pinned me? Oh, you want to go out? And that's when we see Alistair calling him out for the IWGP US title, baby. Damn it, why? They missed that. They fucking missed it. They could have done that. That would have been so perfect heading that direction. But it's fine. It's fine. And we might see a rematch. We might never know. We'll see. Well, what happens is Wednesday. But this picture tells of a thousand words, baby. When I saw this, Tony Khan, you need to fucking make this happen. It needs to happen. Harry the fuck up, Stream Yard. There you go. That needs to happen Ooh. right there, ladies and gentlemen. Give me that fucking. Uh, can you give me this fucking match one on one? Please give it to give me. Give me what I want. Give no, me what I want. You can give us what we want, man. We need to see this. One-on-one, Kenny Omega, and oh, <laughs> your nipple mania is running wild right now, dude, over this. I understand, dude. I feel you. Don't worry. <laughs> it's just, oh, what can I say? This is, like, incredible. And then just that they were going for the Meltzer driver, and then that knee from, from Buddy wow. Matthews. Oh, my God, that looked nasty. They sold the shit out of this match, man. I am happy that they finally won it. A lot of us chose that they were not going to because it's the elites, it's the EVPs, but I am glad they went a different direction because if they didn't, I think all of us fans in the IWC community would have been bitching about it. And it is the truth. I'm not going to hear it tonight. It's the damn truth. But, man, De Niro... I want to hear your nipple mania thoughts of this one, baby. Because <laughs> I know you're going to go nipple well in this. So break it down, baby. Yeah. Nah, yeah, 100%. Like, I, I said it on the watch along. When you look at who's on that AEW roster, to me, this was the last, like, dream match you could think of, like, on that roster. I have a few, like, little small ones, like, not not to mention, like, all of them. But I feel like, you know, Orange Cassidy versus Darby Allen that never happened. That would be a cool matchup to see. But, like, you know, like, this matchup, when I think of the House of Black, like, the first thing I thought of when they became a trio was, I can't wait until they go against the Elite. It took some time. We're finally here. This matchup definitely lived up to the hype. It delivered. All six men did their thing. They came and showed out. You mentioned that um, the Meltzer driver counter into the knee by Buddy Murphy or uh, Buddy Matthews. So you said <laughs> Alistair Black, so I'm saying Buddy Murphy. But, <laughs> <laughs> but my Buddy Matthews was fucking nasty. It was on the money. Brody King moves around like a cruiserweight, and he hits like a fucking super heavyweight. I love that shit about Brody. Brody's the man. And then, yeah, like you said, Malachi and Kenny Omega one-on-one has to happen. I think that that's going to be a fucking banger. And we got a little preview here, but we didn't get a lot of Kenny and Malachi in the ring against each other. And I think that was by design. I think that it was because it's saving something for the future. And I think that when we do eventually get Kenny Omega versus Malachi, it's going to be a banger. But like Tim said on uh, Sunday, I hope we don't see AEW Kenny Omega. I hope we get the New Japan cleaner against Malachi Black because he's going to have to bring it to go against Malachi. But absolutely banger of a matchup. I fucking loved it. 
this was definitely a true highlight on the show. Hell yeah. As it was. Hell yes, it was. This is such good shit. Good shit, Devin. <laughs> fucking good shit. And now you want to talk about nipple mania. This match is going to run wild on this match right now. Take it away. Man. So this match was definitely a top three match of the night. There's no doubt about it. I had it. Like, I thought it was the match of the night. But there's another match we'll talk about. And then the main event was just fucking ridiculous. Man, event was fucking ridiculous. And the other match was ridiculous. But this match, my God, I said straight up, listen, this was the match where I had a lock, all right? It had it was, it was locked for me. If, if the fucking House of Black did not win this match, I said it. I was hosting the watch along. I don't give a fuck. I said, fuck my <laughs> bloodline brothers. I said, fuck my kids who are sleeping. I'm not only walking out on the stream. I'm walking out of my house. I'm going to fucking just take a walk, walk to the bar, walk in a pond. I'm just kidding. Wrestling's not that much. <laughs> I would have been you right there walking down to the bar. Fucking yep. <laughs> They'd be like, what's wrong with you? I'd be like, oh, this wrestling match. And they would just look at me like, you're some sort of it, dude. But no, <laughs> luckily. Oh, what's up, my brother? Tom. Oh, what's going always on? Always my glass. Um, um, thanks for tuning in, brother. But what I will say is that didn't happen. And we got a banger of a match. Fast-paced, hard-hitting very hard hitting on the outside. That barricade, as we talked about on the live stream, did not give. And there were fucking a lot of moves into that barricade that match. Brody, like you said, De Niro, was flying around that match like crazy. A bunch of fucking great spots. The face-to-face, Ivan, that you just posted up was fucking ridiculous, dude. And we will get that down the road, I feel like. The right team won. All jokes aside, the right team won. 110%. Can't wait to see where they go fucking moving forward. Finally. Finally, this man has a direction, a championship with two fucking beasts right behind him with Julia Hart playing a nice integral role as well. I love it. Now let's get the Young Bucks back into that tag team division. You got, you know, we'll talk about who's back. Let's get the Young Bucks back. Let's build that tag team division the fuck back up. And you saw it on Twitter today. The hand, invisible hand, Don Callis already said, Kenny's going back into singles wrestling. He's going for something. So I don't. I, he's ain't ready for MJF yet. All right, I'm not ready for that yet. I said though on the I said on the watch along. I did say it. So if they did it. I'm not gonna bitch because I screamed it on the watch along. He needs to be fucking Kenny Omega the star. So if it's Kenny Omega versus MJF, I'm not gonna cry about it, right? But he's got to go back into singles, and I don't know what what that consists of because they're faces. I think right, like the young but or the elite. Yeah, they're faces. Yeah, faces. So I don't know a heel. Like I you know, I'm. I think booking, booking style. I don't know a heel for him to fight on the roster right now because Adam Cole would be the choice, but he is a face. So unless they do like a MJF Kenny Hangman triple threat or something like that, because you could run the Hangman Kenny back because they, they, you know, they, they never did that, right? So you could you could rerun that back, put MJF in the mix. Uh, that would be cool as fuck. But Kenny gotta go back into singles action, no doubt. Um, yeah, Kenny and Takeshka would be cool for sure. Don Callis turning on Kenny or something. I, I don't know. But Young Bucks, Tag Team Division, Kenny Omega, Singles Division, would not cry about Kenny and MJF at the next pay-per-view. But I wouldn't mind seeing him defend the IWGP US title at double or nothing against a viable opponent either. That would be cool. The house always wins 
Let's see who they got in trios coming up next. I'd love to see some House BCC stuff, House first fucking AR Fox and Top Flight stuff. And again, this is a mid-card belt. So let's see the other mid-card teams against them. And I will run back the Death Triangle against the House of Black all motherfucking day. And hey, maybe Eddie Kingston gets his head out of his ass and Eddie and LA or Santana and Ortiz do something. So like, there's a lot... Because you had that story with Eddie and Malachi. So maybe Eddie, Ortiz, Santana, and you could fucking run that as well. So we got stories now, hopefully, to build. But build them, Tony. Build them. Give you the pencil. Build them. And get Kenny in the singles. Get the bucks in the tag. Let's go. I love it. Oh, love it. man. Jesus. Let's fucking go. Oh, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm telling you, you got to give this man the pencil. Give him the pencil, damn it. Every time. Every time I agree. Every single time. There's never a time where he gives like a booking idea where I'm like, eh, I don't think that would work. Every time I'm like, shit. <laughs> Fucking fire. Like, <laughs> my brother. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> man, because he'll, he'll have us going all like. Oh! UFC history. Where we're going to be like that. Ah, shit, that's how we're gonna be. Oh, man, but uh, I, yeah, for me, this is a, the match of the night, but we'll see what we get towards the almost towards the end. All right, now we can get into there. You go, the AEW Women's Championship match. Jamie Hayter, hate, 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 like some people hate AEW, uh, but I'm not gonna mention any names. <laughs> That's right, my travel chief. Yes, that's right. But tune in this Friday on Clock's Wrestling Podcast. They will be recapping AEW Revolution. <laughs> two weeks right in on. a row for AEW. On two weeks. Something tells me that's going to be a very different review than what we're doing right here. I always be waiting. I'm excited, but subscribe to Clock's Wrestling Podcast. Most definitely. And of course, Ruby Soho and Soraya. Juicy, juicy, baby. I know that's all I got to say, but this match was great. Very solid. Uh, it had us questioning what was going to happen during the match. We did not expect the aftermath of it because I'll be honest, I thought it was going to happen during the match or receive, you know, Soho give Soraya the pin. Like, here, you take it. Let's go. You take it. And then we see the turn from Ruby Soho. I thought that for me, it would have been interesting that way to kind of end the matchup. But I like either way, I like how it ended after because it got us questioning when we saw Ruby Soho, of course. Of course, Jimmy Hayter retained. Uh, she retained, and then after that, we did see the attack of you know Tony Storm and Soraya, and then we see Ruby Soho throwing him out the ring, and then we see Ruby. Oh yeah, we're the originals here. Yes, we're the and then you know raise and Jimmy Hayter raising up Ruby Soho's arm, and then out of nowhere, bam, the kick. And then I was like, oh yes, we're getting that WCW, the wrestling. Yeah, we're getting that <laughs> outsiders. Type of style storyline here, and mind you, to, to Tony Khan is a big fan of WCW, and he, he explains why he kind of you know inputs his booking because you know seeing of like the old booking days of WCW and ECW, uh, but I don't have to see the no ECW, maybe, maybe just a little, but I'll let the near debate on that one because that's something I cannot debate. Maybe the you next, know, match. yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll think about that about the next match. Oh, yes. Yeah, very different review. <laughs> this is going to be a very different review from the Tribal Chief. But, man, I enjoyed it. 
I am now excited, but we're we gonna say that best for last, ladies and gentlemen. In regards of overall the aftermath, we're gonna give our take about that. We'll save that. But I am this match was solid. I would not say it was the best, but it was just solid. You know, great, great job for Soraya too. Because I'm glad she's back. She's back doing something that she loves to do. The passion is there. You can tell, and just the love that she has for the sport of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. I am enjoying every moment of it, and I don't care if she's a heel or a face. I am a big fan of Soraya, no matter what. So kudos to you, Soraya. That is right. And kudos to your brother, because I know that was a, the cameraman right there. I know it was him. There was no fucking way that the cameraman would be, like, throwing himself like that. Nope. They could tell that was your brother right there. That <laughs> was. You got him involved somehow. But, man, taking me back to you, TK. Give us your thought about this. <clears throat> yeah, brother. I really <clears throat> enjoyed this match. Um, all three women tore the house down as we thought. I was surprised with the ending. Jamie Hader gets another roll-up win. I feel like she's always getting these roll-up wins, which is fine with me. De Niro, I think it was you who called it out on the watch-along. I apologize if it wasn't. <clears throat> like, every match got an intro video. There was no intro video for this. Was it you, Ivan? Yes. So, all right, my bad, brother. That's why I said I wasn't sure who I didn't want to Oh, yeah, hell no. Oh, you know what? I'm going to have to No, solo! <laughs> I have to, man. The fuck? <laughs> Yo, we're match four at this point. I'm like, you know, I'm getting deep at this point on the watch along, but I digress. Um, this match was, this match was, oh, ducky, quack, quack. Getting deeper. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this match. Well, I mean, shit. I mean, this match. Just fucking Tony Storm. Ah, Brit. My God, the fucking hater. Sorry, that's not what we're here to talk about. No. Anyway, the match itself was fucking phenomenal. I was very surprised with the winner. I would would have bet a lot of money. Sorry, would have walked away with the belt to progress this five on five story. I also did think Ruby would be on the side. I I said it a thousand times. There's no way in fuck. Ruby is teaming with DMD and Hater, so it made sense, and the match was good, and I, I look forward to seeing where the story is going to go. I very much so look forward to the five-on-five five when it goes down. It'll probably be Spring, Spring Stampede. I more so look forward to seeing who's going to be on the OG side of things, and they better not disrespect Sheeta. She better be back in no time on that team, and I'm looking forward to see if Thunder Rosa's involved and if Jade's involved because we're Jade. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Oh, such good shit. De Niro, take it away, my brother. This matchup was another great matchup. Um, definitely delivered. All three women had really good chemistry with each other in there, too. Um, I like how they brawled around in the crowd a little bit. You know what I mean? Especially in those with those 8K cameras. Awesome. Um, yeah, you know, I, I like that Jimmy Hader retained. Because, you know, people were counting her out already in this matchup because it was a triple threat. And then you had Soraya in there. So cool that she retained. Whether it was a roll-up or not, I do I do like that it was a roll-up just because it's like she got out with, like, the skin of her teeth. It wasn't, like, a clear victory, which also keeps Soraya and Ruby strong. But cool matchup. Aftermath was good. And I like that the fact, the fact that they went with the logical reasoning in the aftermath with... So, you know, Ruby is not uh, original. You know what I mean? She came in just like everybody else later on. So it makes sense. So I think that it was cool that they went logical here. Um, yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about the aftermath now, should I continue to go for it? 
I yeah, I, I think that this is going to really lead to something cool because I would love if, like Tim said, if Jade does join the originals because we haven't seen Jade mix it up with some of the upper echelon of that women's roster. You know, she's been fighting like the same women. I believe it was you, Tim, who mentioned that. Like, what's the storyline that she has? Like, fighting Kira Hogan and uh, was it Red Velvet and kicking them out of the baddies and shit. Like, this is not going to really elevate Jade. Jade has a money-making persona. She is a star. She's going to be a huge money star. Where do we see the progression? You know what I mean? I've been saying for months that it's time that Jade starts to have longer matches against better opponents because that's how you're going to get better. You don't get better by facing the same opponents. You get better by facing people that are better than you. You learn in the ring. So I feel like she needs to get that. And I would love if she, you know, mixes it up with people like Soraya and Tony Storm because that's going to elevate Jade. Only thing is Jade is a natural heel. So seeing Jade on the babyface side would be interesting, but it could also show another dimension to her. But I do love the idea. I know everyone was talking about it. I think Dom brought it up on um, the, the watch along. I love the idea of a possible blood and guts with the originals versus the the newer, the stars who, you know, came into the company and trying to take over, but definitely happy with Ruby Soho with joining Soraya and Tony, because I definitely thought it would have been stupid as fuck. If she joined the originals, she wasn't an original. She came last year. Like the fuck, why would she be an original? So I think that it was cool that they went with the logical answer. And Britt and Jamie have done nothing but fuck this woman over for the past year. Every step of her fucking AEW path, Britt and Jamie have fucked her over. Why would she go with Britt and Jamie? Like Thunder Rosa. I don't give a fuck if she's a, a she made no sense. No sense. Thunder Rosa, she got to go to that side too and give that team so much star power that when the OGs are getting beat down, right? So it's like fucking DMD and Jamie and um, Sheeta and Riho, and they're getting beat down by those three um, that we just named Soraya, Tony, Ruby, Thunder, and uh, like Athena or something. You know, they'll find a fifth. And then fucking who's the fifth, right? We need a fifth for this t- this side. Boom! That's when Jade comes out and just fucking powerhouse beasts all the fucking outsiders. And bang, there's your five on five. Let's fucking go. I love it. Right. Hey, man, adding Thunder to it. I mean, you know, I, I chose for her to go to the originals. But now that you guys are really making to turn my story, you know, my decision around kind of makes sense. Because now... You, know, you guys have valid points. And one thing I, I was like, damn, imagine we have a women's League of, League of Nations. Women's League of Nations. You got, of course, Soho representing, uh, you know, the U.S. You got Soraya and Hayter representing England. And then you have Thunder Rose representing Mexico. There you go. That's your League of Nations right there, women's style. That'll be, hey, I like that. Hey, I would like that type of stuff. And, man, just them four – and I'm saying, and add Athena, add another one, Athena. That'll be five. You get your bloody guts, or you get your anarchy. You know how Fashion Cat said on the chat. Have them five versus. Okay, you have, you know, uh, uh, Britt, Jamie Hader, Jade Cargill, Oz, who else? I would say Hikaru Shida, and and Riho. Those were really pretty much your originals. I maybe I would say Nyla Rose. Get her involved? It, it, maybe so. I would say maybe Nyla Rose should get involved. I think she deserves a break. I know that 
you know, mind you, she was the you know the beginning one too. So I don't I don't mind Nyla Rice Nyla Rose to be a part of that group. Um, if not her, then I'm just trying to think of who else. Serena Deeb. Hopefully she comes back. Maybe Serena Deeb. But you know, we haven't seen her since she's been injured. Uh, and I know can we say that she's an original? I, I it's tough call to be honest. I don't know if you guys I don't know if you guys have seen it on, on Serena Deeb, but what what's the update on Statlander? Is she like oh yeah, she would be perfect for this. Yes, you're right. I, 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 I saw that today. They were saying the summer, and that's why they that Jade hasn't done anything because our stat was supposed to take the belt off Jade. All right, we all know that. But Tony Khan, you dumb fucking prick. All right, change your story, motherfucker. Your girl's out for nine months. Change your fucking story, dick. Idiot. I used to so think Jade, So Jade has to suffer. Because this woman fucking tore her ACL for the second time. Like, like Jade is suffering because of Chris Statlander. Love Stat. Love her. Yeah. Mm. Fickle. They're fickle. I'm serious. I'm not going to sit back and take this fucking shit. You got to <laughs> take it, man. Whether you like it or not. I played it like 10 times tonight. <laughs> I, it's going to happen. He's going to get critiqued. He's going to get it. <laughs> but you're I right. I forgot, I forgot about fucking Statlander too. You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, it makes total sense in the world. Maybe her being, you know, one of the you know fifth members or the fourth member. Um, it's just tough. Uh, it's tough. Yeah, you know, I really have. So yeah, Statlander. And then you know what, Tim? Now that you brought that up, then maybe we can see the aftermath after. Then we can see the Statlander Jade feud happens after they let's say they win, right? Let's just break it down. I know we're jumping the gun here. Let's say the blood and guts happen. Statlander and Jade to go right along with um, with Britt, uh, Soraya, Jade, uh, Statlander. Probably get Rico or or Sheeta. Whoever, it doesn't matter. Let's say they win. Then from there, then we could possibly see it happen there. Then we see the Statlander and Jade. If you be getting from there where it's supposed to be, you know, finish where you're starting, and then you get it from there. Maybe you're, you, you, have, you nailed it, man. I, I agree. I absolutely agree, brother. Hell yeah. That's good shit, man. Shit. Uh, booking idea. If the cards are right, how about sending Britt, Jamie, or Jade to the to the tangle with Don? Ooh, and they yes, baby. Thunder Rosa can challenge him. Yes, baby. Yes. Yes. What's that, I, Brian? Big shout out to Brian. Yes, Brian, my boy. Brian, baby. What's going on? Brian. And or hey, Profilio, what's going on? Kind of appreciate you for tuning in, brother. Thank you. Yeah, Stanley would be, uh, would be a great choice. Uh, you know, like I said, we'll see down direction what Tony Khan decides to do throughout the year because he still has that all of the women uh, event that he wants to do. Maybe he can, like how Brian mentioned in the chat, get women from uh, other promotions since they are working good with you know, New Japan stardom. They could get, you know, Triple A's, you know, you know, women stars. Maybe not. I don't see Super Mel because of Triple A. I do see maybe... Um, Impact probably get involved one more time. Who knows? Let's hope for the best that it does happen. We will wait and see. All right. Well, this is the one that Aaron wants to critique, but I'm gonna save him best for last because I want to get his critique since Tony Khan has the mindset of hmm, want to be Paul Heyman here. And uh, no, it's all right, he is not, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he is not. And by the way, such a powerhouse. Uh like haters. Yeah, that's the only problem, man. She can't stay healthy, man. Sucks. I totally agree. But, man, what a match. What a storytelling matchup here between Adam Hagman Page and John Moxley in a Texas test match, baby. Uh, it was brutal. Very, very brutal. Did not expect 
the outcome of the ending of this match to how it occurred with Hangman choking out Moxley uh, with the chain by one of the ropes and him. I'm going to tap it out. Wait a minute. Is this our last man standing? Was this supposed to be the... This is where I, it threw me off that it had that. And I'm like... And I'm trying to go back to remember... If you guys remember the uh, Moxley and, and Lance Archer. It was the same match, correct? They had the same type of style. You know, when the US was, champion, the US, uh, yeah, was it the same style of match? Yes, right yeah. or no? Was yeah, I believe it was also like last minute standing rules. Okay, yeah, or oh, okay, you're right. Okay, so yeah, I don't know how they booked this one, but this one, I, I mean, I enjoyed it overall. Great performance for these two guys. Um, glad that Hangman got to win. Now, I think for me, like, I think we are going to get the heel side of BCC moving forward. Uh, Move along from Hangman. Get that 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 story is done. That needs to be done. Move on. I don't mind if if it if they book it this Wednesday. I don't mind if it's you know Hangman and Dark Order versus them again. That's fine. We need to have the six man because they were supposed to book that. I don't know why he didn't do it. Tony Khan. It should have happened in the first place. But I don't mind that. But we'll see. Like I said, we'll see the outcome of it. We'll see what. What's the the aftermath between these two? But I feel that you know BCC go on doing their own thing, and maybe in Ring of Honor. So you see, you have Claudio and Wheeler. And we'll see what Mossy will maybe you know come collab, you know transition into Ring of Honor and then come back to AEW. Uh, Adam maybe could be the next challenger, but we'll get into that. I think we're going to see that best for last. But yeah, TK. Give us your take on this matchup, and are you happy that this storyline is over, baby, or or is that over? Yeah, bro. This was the match I was most looking forward to going in. This match is, or this was the match that told the best story going in. Plus, these guys are fucking two badass motherfuckers. We knew it was going to be physical. We knew it was going to be violent, and it didn't let it down. This is probably the most violent match that I personally can remember watching on television, and I don't know how long. Like, Mox was straight up just stabbing Hangman in the head with a fork. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, it is what it is. I mean, if that's what these guys want to do, then fuck it. It's it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's an alternative on this show. Sam Adonis, I'll put a cheap plug out on the Tim King Show right here on Bloodline Entertainment Network. Sam Adonis, great interview, great dude, great wrestler. Go check him out at The Real Sam Adonis. Um, on the show, he said... Pro wrestling should be for the whole family, right? There should be something for everybody on the show. And, you know, maybe that was for somebody. I don't know that I need to see some dude getting stabbed in the head with a fork in my pro wrestling, but maybe that's for somebody. So I'm not going to fucking sit here and shit on it. But this match was the second best match of the night for me. It passed the trios championship match. And, you know, we'll talk about what was match of the night. But I loved it, dude. The right man won. Hangman needed to get the win. AEW original need to go over. I was screaming about it going into the show. There will be the right winner of this match, the right winner of the championship match, and that will be the match of double or nothing. And I'm very certain of that being the one-on-one, not the match with Kenny, but this will be the one-on-one match at double or nothing, as that makes all the sense in the world. As far as the BCC goes, Mox got to go away for a little bit. You don't, like get choked out by a fucking chain and lose his blood feud, tap out and come back on Dynamite and start a new program or wrestle another match. Mox has got to go away for four weeks, six weeks, whatever. Go away for a little bit. 
Brian, he got to go away too, man. We'll talk about it. But Brian got to go away for a little bit too. He can't come back on Dynamite and be like, oh, Better Man won. No, he's got to go a little bit away too. Claudio, he's got to go step to ROH. You mean the ROH champion? Get off. And I, I hate saying this all, all right, because AEW needs all the star power they can get on their weekly television to boost ratings and, and move stories. But I think Claudio and, and Wheeler need to go to ROH and lose those belts. Claudio needs to lose that belt to Roosh. Wheeler needs to lose that belt. I don't give a fuck really to who he needs to lose that belt to. All right. And then they need to come back to AEW. And Mox needs to come back then. And Brian needs to come back then. Fresh start. Four of them have never been together. They have never been in the ring together, the four of them. They then, they lost their belts. These guys just lost. Mox tapped. You know, Brian tapped. Fucking Claudio just lost to Roosh. Wheeler just lost his title. These guys are down. They need to come back to fucking gather. I don't know if it's faces. I don't know if it's heels. It doesn't really matter. They come back. They forge in combat and become better than ever. Step away. Come back. Great match. Let's go. Oh, wow. Oh, man. See, this is nipple mania fucking running wild, baby. That's what he does, baby. He just... Oh, this is why he is the banger of bangers, baby, because of that reason. That's right. This is. is such good shit. Because he has that ruthless aggression. Just aggression. That's what he has. Papi Chulo De Niro, take it away. This matchup is phenomenal. I, I really did enjoy it, right? My only thing is, and I've been saying this, just like when I talk about the women and everything else, like I, I say this shit week in and week out. If Moxley didn't bleed every single matchup, the amount of blood in this matchup would mean that much more. Like I do feel like there is a place for this type of matchup, especially for the feud. This was the perfect matchup for two guys who really went into this matchup hating each other. Like just just beat the shit out of each other, right? So the matchup, like it fits but it's just the fact that Moxley bleeds every single week to whether it's on AEW dark or fucking, you know, walking in the goddamn parking lot, like gust the wind, cuss his man open. I feel like shit. Like that's the reason why you hold off on blood until moments like this, where you then have a bloodbath and it's like, Oh my God, what are we watching? You take away from that effect when Moxley bleeds every single week. Besides that though, that's been my only critique of Moxley for God knows how long, but I, I can't critique Moxley much because Moxley's the fucking man. This matchup was a banger. I loved it. It really was another like highlight on this show. And I feel like, you know, like like Tim said, Moxley deserves some time off. He was supposed to get time off after uh all out, but then everything happened. He stuck around and now like here we are, revolution. What like six months later, it's time this man takes some time off. He's been running hard for a long time in AEW. Probably one of the hardest working men in AEW. So he definitely deserves time off. And I love the idea of Hangman Page versus MJF at uh, Double or Nothing. You know, the first Double or Nothing, Hangman Page won the first matchup. MJF and Hangman Page had that little spat with uh, Bret Hart, you know. So we were building this. These are the two new faces for AEW. Now, all these years all these years later, why not have them in the main event? Um who better right now than Hangman Page? Hangman Page is fucking killing it right now. And MJF is killing it. So I would love that main event if that's where they go with it. Mm. Who better than Canyon, baby? Who better than Canyon? You said who better? I'm sorry. Hey, better. rest in peace, my brother. Rest in peace, man. Mr. Sure. Guy. That's another underrated guy for sure that never got credible credits to do. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's right. Oh. 
Man, valid points, man. You guys are fucking killing it tonight, baby. I love it. It's just why. All you killing. De Niro just killed that shit, though, for real, man. I don't want to like cut. I want to cut anyone off, but De Niro just fucking slayed that shit. Oh um, yes, he did. He did you're you're, you're booking fucking magic over here. I'm I'm just talking you, shit. Yes, your booking is magical. We rhyme together, baby. That's what we do. We right. rhyme together, baby. That's got the booking do. committee. Yeah. You got the booking committee. Hell yeah. See, even Brian, shout out to Brian saying, hell of an interview last night, TK. Mox and Henry Max. 30. Thank you, ring. Bloody Max. Movie. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Turn into the ring, into the bloody climax of taxi driver. Fuck yeah. Oh, my God. Love you, Brian. Good right. fucking. Oh, man. Oh, my God. I didn't thought about that. Fucking Brian. You like. Now I want to see Taxi Driver. Now, now I want to see that movie. Now. Jesus. All right. <laughs> and then we got, of course, the TNT Championship. Samoa Joe, the king of television, defending the, the TNT Championship versus Wardlow. Man. Yes. But, of course, the outcome of this match, I'm going to create. Hey, Liz, I love you, but you're not going to hate me because, sorry, you know. Uh, n- yes, nipple mania, baby. Yes, right. We need to make a shirt, nipple mania. Sean O'Hara, <laughs> another mean. underrated. Yeah. Yes, absolutely, totally mm-hmm. agree. Uh, it sh- and I want to give a shout out to Healers first of all. She was actually, you know, she's part of Lucha Libre Online. She was at the Medium Scrum herself. Uh, if you follow her on IG, I don't know if they post. It was a story. I don't know if it's gone. I was trying to look for it so I could share it here, but it's, I'm pretty sure it's gone. She, she asked Warlow questions. You know, she was asking questions. Phenomenal job she did. Um, really enjoy, you know, I met, I met a podcast in here, Liz. We love you. We're so extremely proud of you, what you're doing out there. Uh, representing SoCal at its best here in Southern California. Baby. Hell yeah, so you do it. Keep killing it, my girl. Keep killing it. We're extremely proud of you. Believe me. Can't wait to have you back on the show. Uh, I'll tell you that. But, man, like I said, this matchup, uh, like I said, you know, I expected the ending to be better. I didn't expect the ending to be uh, Samoa Joe. And you guys can correct me if I'm, I'm wrong on this. This is the first time we see Joe submit an AEW. I, you know, he didn't submit. He passed out, of course. But, you know, basically him being asleep. I I mean, we see him taking pinfalls, but I never thought I would see this of Samoa Joe. So kudos to Samoa Joe for putting over Warlow. Uh, that I'll give him credit where credit's due. But I wish this match could have delivered better. It was kind of difficult to kind of fall back, you know, especially coming, at, you know, right after the match of, you know, that Texas Death match. It's hard to come, you know, to see if you can get the crowd going after. Uh, like I said, we'll get into the media scrum of his reasons of everything with Warlow. But uh, solid for Warlow. I'm glad he's a champion. And let's just see what happens next. But... I kind of expected this match to be a little bit better. Uh, that's I wanted the ending to be a little bit better. Uh, the back and forth was great, but I still feel like it could have been could have delivered more better. But uh, we'll see. You know, that's just my critique about it. So, Denaro, I'll take it back to you, man. How do you feel about this TNT title? I mean, the matchup was I. I, I do think that this matchup could have been better. Um, I don't know what it is about Wardlow, but since coming back. I'm not feeling the whole, you know, short hair look. I'm not feeling the the tass singlet. He looked a little weird in that. Yeah, Wardlow's a fucking man. Like they didn't have to do nothing to this man. He was already self-made. 
I don't know why they made all these changes. But on top of that, what bothered me about this matchup after knowing what happens in the main event, after seeing the Texas death matches, we didn't need Samojo to be submitted. You know what I mean? It was already big enough that John Moxley tapped out for the first time ever. Good call. You know, spoiler alert, we all probably know what happened in the main event, but it's like, it was a big deal that that happened. We'll talk about it when it happens, but it's a big deal that another person submitted. So why the fuck would you have Samoa Joe submit here to Wardlow, who's not even a submission wrestler, did not even have that, what's called, Coquina clutch on the right way. It was a little, uh, you know what I mean? I would have been fine with Wardlow winning, even though I'm not fine with Wardlow winning. I want Samoa Joe to take this title. <laughs> but I would have been fine with Wardlow winning with the fucking whether he does the Powerbomb Symphony, which he could do on Joe. I've seen him do it on bigger men, so it wasn't because Joe's too big, right? I would have been fine with a regular pinfall victory. I don't know why they had to do Samoa Joe passes out to his own move. That's the mm. only uh, – Overall, yeah. matchup was probably the weakest on the night, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, uh, TK, do you agree, or how do you feel about it? I don't really need to talk. I just need to say, repeat what De Niro just said, man. Like, he was spot on with literally everything he said. Yo, I wanted to see Wardlow powerbomb Joe three times, four times. That would have been dope. I just ended you. I said it a bunch, man. You know how you guys all know how I feel about Wardlow. You all know how I feel about big, meaty men. Dude, <laughs> video. Like, I don't understand why the fuck the hair chopped off. I don't know why he's got some singlet riding up his fucking asshole, dude. Dude was so hot and over when he squashed MJF. To think nine months later where we are with him is so... And it's fucked up to say. Because he just won a fucking championship on a pay-per-view. But to think nine months ago where he was compared to now, it's with the fans. It's just with the fans. You know what I mean? Right. Not not with the booking, but with the fans. It's, it's fucking sad, dude. It's really fucking sad. And and the weirdest part about it is what they're going to do on Wednesday. And, you know, this match was whatever. I think for all of us, this match was whatever because we all cared because we knew what was going to happen on Wednesday against Hobbs. And it was like, why would this match be announced versus Hobbs already? Because it's going to... This bell's been hot potato. Like, I don't want to fucking sit here and beat a fucking... It's the damn truth. It's the fucking 24-7 title of AEW. Right. I don't give a damn what anybody tells me. You can go ahead and critique me. Comment right below. Trust me. And when you do, I'm going to tell you this, guy. I'm here to tell you right now. We don't care. Let me tell, right, let me tell you. <laughs> we something. don't care. Jerry. I just fucking don't. I mean, it's the damn truth. Prove me wrong. Bakley tried to do it last time. No. Sorry, Bakley. I love you, but no. Continue no, bro. The belt, the belt moves, man. And the belt just moved again. And it's like... You don't want, I don't want, I know the chat probably don't want, you guys don't want, we don't want Hobbs to lose on Wednesday. Like, Hobbs should have beat Wardlow at fucking full gear when they did this triple threat. And now, Hobbs looks like a star, fucking King Kong standing up there fucking, the fucking on top of that ladder, just this big meaty motherfucker, dude. And he's going to lose to Wardlow? No, 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 no. And Wardlow's, no, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, 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 hell no, 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 that's it. No, 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 fuck no, hell no. Like it, either one of them, why Joe, Joe should have won. Hobbs beats Joe, move on. 
But whatever, maybe we like we talked about in the watch long, maybe like Wardlow goes over Hobbs, ch- cheap roll up or something. Hobbs beats the fuck out of Wardlow, and that sets up the feud. Maybe that's what it is. The end of the day, 24-7 title. You're right. Like, and that's why I said nine months ago he's over. Like, fuck, what, what is this belt? Who cares? Fuck it. For him, he's above this belt. Wardlow is above this belt. I don't know, man. That's it. Yeah, I, it's it's an unfortunate, man, because we, you know, like how our trouble chief said it, it's like the, the struggle is building big men, and it, and it is kind of a struggle mm-hmm. with it because it's just, you know, like how I said it like a while back, it's just bored of, and but I understood why he left and why he had to jump the belt because it was personal reasons. And, it, 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 and, and here's one thing I will give AEW what credits do and worry, and especially how they're really good of keeping secrets of personal lives. And I give kudos to Wardle because he didn't post anything on social media, what's going on in his real personal life, the passing of his father, everything else. I will check my condolences to him and his father and his family. But I, I'll give kudos to that to them because they were able to, and, and it made me understood why when I saw it from the media scrum, you know, what he mentioned. And I'll comment it when we get to it because I want to save that you know, for last because there's a valid points that I wanted to like key things that I, that everybody said in that scrum that I want to hear you guys take on it. Um, but actually, I'll, I'll tell you about this one pretty much. Might as well just get it out of the way. You know, Wardlow pretty much he wanted to repackage repackage himself. He did not want it to be something that he's really not. I guess did with the ponytail. Uh, and he just you know wanted to just re- be the real Wardlow. That's what he was mentioning on the media scrum so what's next after you you know you have the likes of a win over mgf are you planning to go after the title since you're the only one that pinned mgf clean and you're able to actually you know dethrone him um he praised will hobbs for you know you know they both come from the same you know thread of where you started from the bottom where you're at now and so you know wardlow's pretty much is he's just trying to expose he's just trying to pretty much be a, a character of himself, which we're barely going to get to know now, coming up starting this Wednesday and moving on, moving forward. I am with you, Tim, that maybe we are going to see maybe the beginning of this feud. Uh, maybe let's say Hobbs loses, right? And then Hobbs destroys him right after. Then if you now, can we please? This is where it should left where it started. Them one on one only. No fucking, no Samojo. Don't add another person. No triple threat. Let your two young talents, Tony Khan, that you couldn't rely on last time because you added a veteran, let these men fucking wrestle and let them tell a story to all of us because if you want to put your young talent over, this is the opportunity now for this TNT title. You need to make this title relevant again. And I hope these two guys can do it. If it is hot potato between these two, fuck it. I don't care. As long as it stays within the two. Give me a best out of seven. I don't care. You're having two big, meaty men at least going at it for this damn title. And it's not going around to somebody else. Like Darby. Or let's say you were to Sammy again. And you say you give it. No, no, no. Let these men have an actual storyline, a feud. So then we can get a, get to know them more. Us. The Book of Hobbs. How, you know, they said on the chat. The real world, know how he said the mule in the media, you know, scrum. Fine, let us have it then, but do not add nobody else in the storyline. Don't do it. Don't fucking do it. 
I mean, I, I don't know if you guys feel the same, but that's how I feel. I mean, it, it should be them too, just Great. for this time. No, I'm with you, brother. I, I think that as crazy as it sounds, because we've talked about how guys like Jack and Ricky need to be in this level. If Wardlow and Hobbs just fucking banged it out until all out and they had this epic fucking back and forth feud, I'd be down because they're the future of the company. They're future world champions, dude. They're stars. They are stars if booked right. Do I think it happens? Probably not. But TK better fucking do the, both of these guys right. Yeah. You, one thing I'm fantasy booking right now. Get them to the point that they're going to love each other. Hell, they can, they can at least be fucking tag team champions. Have two big meaty men going after those belts. I wouldn't mind that. I honestly wouldn't because you have be two fired. guys. That'll be fire. Now you have awesome. someone who could carry that tag team division too. Two heavy men who go like, oh shit, we got these two giants. Mm. God, Just going at that'll be a what hell of a team, right? Team. Jesus, who will stop these two guys if they fucking team up? Who wow. decides that's besides King right King there. and Buddy Matthews? That's nipple mania, right? Oh, it mm. is nipple mania. Oh, I do gotta say though, like the whole 24-7 title rank title comparison. It's so true because if you think about why this is hot potato, it's going back to the same guys. Just like our truth Drake Maverick, that whole shit where it was like back and forth, back and forth. Like it's been Sammy, Darby, Joe, Wardlow, Joe, Darby, Sammy. It's like, bro, what the fuck? Like there's a lot of people that deserve that title and there's a lot of people who you could build up for that title. Like we were talking earlier, Jungle Boy, that would be a great title for Jungle Boy, but not now. Right now, this shit is just another fucking title that is just being thrown around. Like, you got to fucking build that shit up. You got to give it prestige again. I mean, not to compare all the time to the WWE, but look at what Triple H did with the IC title and the US Championship. Like, those were two titles that had no prestige after they were just like hot potatoed and really meant nothing in the WWE the last couple of years. He takes the pen and he's just fucking bringing back prestige to that. Now the IC title is a huge major deal. Going into WrestleMania, it's like, whoa. Got to see that IC championship matchup. Going into WrestleMania, is like, yo, U.S. championship matchup. Fucking John Cena versus – and not to go off on Raw, but it's like you see how they're making these titles big deals, and they didn't mean much last year at this time. So this is what AEW needs to do. They need to have this title actually mean something. And I thought – 100% I thought Joe was going to be that guy who could hold that title for a long time, have good feuds, and just bring prestige back to that championship. I thought he was going to have a Miro-like run because I feel like the last time this title meant anything was when Miro held the title. Don't get me started with Miro, bro, because we already know where the hell is that going. I'm going to start yelling. I don't want to yell. <laughs> <laughs> I try to yell, you know, I hope Miro – Miro, you should be watching me, man. We, we talk about you, baby. We love Miro. We love, we love Should I put Miro, a line? De Niro, let me ask you a quick question before we move on, though. Um if Joe would have never lost that belt to Darby, would it have made his run or his reign more relevant and made Wardlow's win over him more relevant? Or does it not matter? Because it just happened so quick. Pay-per-view to pay-per-view. I feel like if Joe... First of all, I don't think Joe should have lost that title to Darby if you're going to just win it back two weeks later and then lose it. But I, I think I'd probably still feel the same just because the Wardlow match did not have that much build to it. I feel like Samoa Joe should have beat Wardlow and then Hobbs should have beat Joe on um, on Dynamite. I dig it. I dig it. And this comment from Brocast was epic. I was thinking in my head. Um, ice Train, Scott Norton, Fire and Ice. I think Teddy Long was her manager like circa yes. 1994, yes. dude. That was it. And then Scott Norton turned on Ice Train, dude, during the end yes. of the year, not long after that. Yes. Dude. 
Yeah, man. I'm with Brocast. Like, you're like in my head in the future, brother. Yeah, good call. Good shout out, my man. For good sure. Shout out, man. Oh, my God, dude. That's Scott a good... Hell yeah. Scott Norton was the shit, man. Underrated yeah. another one. So underrated. Doesn't give it, you know, what credit credit's due, man. Jesus. Has oh. anyone seen Scott Norton versus Joey Janela at spring break? I think no, I haven't, I haven't seen him yet. No. Fire-ass match, yeah. Scott Norris still got it. <laughs> He's tossing around George Janela like nothing. That's funny. <laughs> All right. Then we're going to go ahead and move on to the entertainment side. Yes, it's entertainment side, ladies and gentlemen, whether you like it or not. That is the AEW World Tag Team Championship match. It's been in, in a fatal four-way course. The gun club, the guns, basically, I guess. But it's still a gun club to Western Arts. Versus Dan Housen, Orange Cassidy, Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and the Acclaim, baby. And, of course, the guns with the upset with the win. But, of course, we get the return of top guys are back. FTR. I don't know how the hell, Ka you know, that's hard work was bleeding. I, I, maybe somebody scratched them or something happened. Uh, but this match was, I would say, it was entertaining. It was great. I, 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 because they we needed that entertainment, that filler side from, uh, you know, Dan House and Orange. I still digress. It should have been Aussie Open involved at least, or give me Butcher and Blade or the Lucha Brothers. I don't care. Uh, it's not that I know a disrespect to Housing or, or Cassidy. It's just we, you want to make the tactic division mean something, and it's not really meaningful right now. Take it away from the acclaim. Do I feel like that was a mistake? I feel it was uh, because there were the one thing that we're making that was those titles. Oh my God, people are coming to you see the majority of people, the fans showing up with daddy ass shirts. And that's the hottest tag team we have right now. The best thing you could do is help build feuds with everybody else. And now you're going to give your, uh, I'm going to get hated for this, but it's the truth. Top guys are going to win those belts. And this is like, it was just really handed to them. Honestly, like, I'm not, like I said, it's nothing against FTR. This is not their fault. I think that it's more booking. Tony Khan. It's just that you're going to give them the belt this way. I will be shocked if you really put over the guns over FTR. I'll be really shocked. But it, it, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. It, it's, it's losing. For me, it's, I'm losing interest of that tag team division. I've been. Ivan, this is going to be good because I haven't got to digress on anything versus anyone all night. So we're going to get our first debate. Love it. Um, I'm going to disagree with you solely because of this fact right here. I argued with our boy Bakley hardcore last year. FTR held the IWGP, AAA, and ROH Tag Team Championships. And people tried to tell me that they were a relevant team. And I said, no, motherfucker. No, motherfuckers. No IWC. FTR isn't a relevant team because FTR isn't on fucking TV, all right? They can hold all the titles in the motherfucking world, but they're not on TV. Do you know the only title that fucking matters? The AEW tag team titles because that'll get you on TV weekly. And you know what they're going to get now? You know what they're going to – because they earned it. They should have fucking – all the belts should have been on the line. FTR versus the Young Bucks. Their three belts against the Young Bucks belt before the fucking Swerve and Our Glory took them. Great match. Fun story. Great ladder match. But at the end of the day, or great match when they won it, but at the, at the end of the day, it should have been Young Bucks versus FTR in a ladder match for all four of those belts in which FTR won, earned those belts. So to me, FTR just took a little break that they earned. They're going to come back after a funeral that the Guns had and get 
but they fucking rightfully earned, deserved, and should have had long ago. And hopefully that motherfucker builds the tag team division around them. So I don't think they're getting handed something. I think that they deserve that long, long, long ago. Sorry, my brother. No, 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 no. You're fine. Hey, this is close to the main for a reason, man. Hey? <laughs> I heard it up, Papi Chulo. But my thing, the only thing I debate is the fact is who are they going to win it from is where I am debating from. That's you're, I mean, you have other points. I'm not disagreeing there. However, the only one I disagree is the people that are who are they taking it from. I'm sorry, you know, guns, you're still not winning me over. It's just, it's not there. Like, I, little by little, if they would have used you guys a little bit more better and take you more seriously with the firm now, but the firm is no longer serious or more of a joke now, that's, you know, it, that's, that's where my bullet points that I, I, that I dislike. Then maybe I can be more invested with the guns. Um, I like the fact, yeah, I, I get they're gonna, you know, what you mentioned, they're gonna leave off where they left off with them interfering, you know, attacking them at Ring of Honor, the last uh, event, then you know, getting you know, a- attacking FTR, the guns, and then having the funeral thing. But I just, and then okay, then what's next? Then that's where I'm at. Give me tag teams that who's gonna be next for FTR. That we can see that it's going to build, you know, FCR will build that division, but who would you put them first if they, after they win it? Who would you put them first? No, I'm with you, bro. And I, I 110% agree with you. They need to build that division back up. So I think having FTR in there is huge. And I think having the Young Bucks back in the tag team division will be huge. Do you go Young Bucks FTR right away and just blow that shit up? I don't know. But FTR, you got the Lucha Brothers there. Yo, we, we didn't get to see it for like, nine weeks but ftr and aussie open is right in front of our motherfucking faces dude you got that right there the acclaimed i want my belts back bitch i didn't lose i didn't get pinned all right you bit the guns you didn't beat me we beat you like there are stories there you could build that tag team division i'm with you on what you're saying um with like yeah they're just gonna get handed the belts now i understand your point for sure and yes, baby, they need to build that tag team division back up 110%. But FTR should have been the AEW tag team champions long, long ago. Should have had a nice reign with those belts, and hopefully they get one now. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. I, I do agree because I feel like FTR had the best year last year for any tag team, and then they took this little break, which was well-deserved the way they were running and fucking winning titles from every company. Well deserved to have that little break off, and then I, I don't know if it was true, but you know the negotiations for the contract and all that. So coming back now, they're staying with AEW. Like you got to keep that momentum hot because they were hot all 2022. So right now, I feel like especially because you already had that built-in storyline with the Gun Club. You know the Gun Club attacked, and it, it's not like you know it'll be different if like Orange Cassidy and like Danhausen won the tag titles, and then FTR just showed up saying we're next. Like you had that storyline with the gun club because the gun club had a fucking funeral for these guys. You know what I mean? Way before Jungle Boy was fucking throwing Chris uh Christian Cage in the grave, the fucking gun club had a funeral for FTR. So FTR, they have that feud already with them. It makes sense. I, I wouldn't do the Young Bucks right away. I think you build up to that. You know, maybe double or nothing, maybe even wait until full gear, probably. But or all out, that that'll be next. Full gear is way too far. Uh all out. But, yeah, I, I think that 
bringing the Young Bucks back would be good. I think bringing the Lucha uh, Bros back would be good to the tag team division. You really got to build that tag team division up. It's really depleted with all the trios that they got. But then if you take all these guys out of the trios, what trios do you have? You know what I mean? That are real threats to House of Black. So it is hard to figure out what they could do here. I think that FTR being the the tag team champions is going to be a good start, though, because that's probably the best tag team in the world. And them holding the titles is going to be a big upgrade from the gun club. And that's coming from someone who's a fan of the gun club. So, yeah. As for this matchup, though, this matchup was pretty entertaining. You know, we all know why it was in this spot. You, you really want to give the crowd a little bit of like a breather because we know we're going into a fucking Iron Man match after this for 60 minutes. You want the crowd a part of all 60 of those minutes. So this was like a breather matchup, but it did have a lot of entertainment in it. Uh, shout out to Satnam Singh. I feel like that guy's going to be a fucking star. Uh, shout out to my man, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Still in co-main events of pay-per-views. It's 2023. My man is still looking good, still moving good. And shout out to his partner, who I will fucking continue to be a big fan of and will always say deserves a lot more. Jay Lethal, you better win that fucking All-Atlantic this Wednesday. Jay Lethal is the fucking man. He's the fucking franchise of Ring of Honor and deserves a lot better in AEW. Wait, who's who's the one that wasn't a big fan of Jay Lethal? Who said that? I'm, I'm, what? Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was Not a fan of Jay Lethal. Not that I'm not a fan of Jay Lethal. It's just that I'll say, I, yo, I don't need an autograph eight by ten that I got in my AEW crate. So if there's a bigger fan like you, I'll just send it to you, brother, and then you I can enjoy it. it. That's it. Thank that's you. all. I really appreciate that. Do I think he should be Orange Cassidy this week? Absolutely fucking not. Do I think he should have had eight championship matches since November of 2021? What the fuck? No. Do I think he's uber talented? Hell yeah. Do I think he was an awesome face of ROH? Hell yeah. Do I love what he did in Impact? Absolutely. But it's 2023, baby. He's still fucking young as hell. Like the guy's like in his 30s. Like he he definitely could still be a viable champion. I think that he could be. If booked right, he could be the top guy. Like Jay Lethal has that ability, he has that skill set. He he was the top guy, and he's one of the best champions in Ring of Honor history. And if well, he was at the pinnacle of Ring of Honor, yeah, he was. I I can say he was the pinnacle. The fran- yeah, he was the franchise of Ring of Honor. Man, the greatest faction that he had in Ring of Honor was the Foundation. That was like my favorite. Yeah, fucking like oh man. Even that, before that, he, he, he held the oh, ROH man. and TV title for a long time, right? Like, I'm not that I'm a novice, but you guys could tell. Oh, yeah, me I was that. gonna say, even before that, that time period when he was with uh Truth Martini. Oh, like, yes, of that time period, right? Where Jay Lethal was the double champion, the TV champion, and the world champion. Yes, he could definitely do it. And you know what? Like, he's mentored by Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain, <laughs> the chosen one. Ain't he great? Like. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. I know it. I love what he does. That. No, he, he he ain't great for me anymore, man. But JD Thor is. I'll tell you that. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Yo, he'd be a nice transitional champion, though, because we're always talking about how guys like Jack and Ricky need real belts. Jay Lethal takes it off orange, and then Jack maybe gets his first belt, the All-Atlantic Championship, or Ricky goes and gets it from Jay Lethal and takes it. Um, I think Orange is doing a great job with it, though. So that's the only thing I want to say. 
yeah, absolutely. And KBG, my bad. I'm gonna send it to De Niro, dude. He claimed it the other day. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> it was claimed last uh, 24 hours. I mean, no, four, yeah, 48 hours ago. But yes, so many big time, baby. It's main events. Oh man, you want to talk about main events? We were all skeptical about this, the fact because we don't know how the story was gonna end, and we don't even know how 60 minutes will be worth of watching. And this is not from us, I'm saying overall in general, because everybody questioned here. I think all of us have in the IWC community. Can MGF go 60 minutes? Can Brian Danielson put over this man very well and make his his now the beginning of his title ring to be relevant and why he should be an AEW world champion? Guess what? This match did deliver everything, all the checks that we questioned. It did deliver. And I called it on Sunday on the watch along. It was going to be seven, four, and three. And it because there was no way that you're going to have 30, like 60 minutes of zero, zero, or three and two. No. MJF was the heel. You got to play that heel mode. You have to cheat. You have to cheat to get your moment. And he did it. And he cheated. He low blowed Brian, and then he got the pin, and they tied it up. But and then towards the end, hitting him with the oxygen tank, and that was it. He made Brian Danielson tap out. Brian, I cannot believe you tapped out. How that? I swear, I was just like, I cannot believe this shit. I couldn't believe that shit. I just couldn't believe that he actually made this fucker tap out. I couldn't believe it. Right, Brian? Fickle. They're fickle. Fickle because you're, oh, man, you, you tapped out, son of a bitch. But, man, good main event. I enjoyed it. Now, this is a little, this, now, this match for MGF should be the beginning of, now, I could literally say this is the beginning of this, of the era of MGF's world title run. And it starts here. It will not start the day when he won it. Sorry. It's going to start right here. Because you lasted 60 plus minutes with a great professional wrestler in the world. Sorry. No pun intended to your boys. Chai Town boy. You know what? Yes. I had no pun intended. Uh, no disrespect to him either. But actually, don't fuck him, man. I don't give a shit. Fuck him. Yes. Fuck out. What? Well, you know, it, it was never personal, but that man blocked Chris. He so now he has beef with COD, all right? Wow. Oh, shit. Yes, he okay. Hey, yo, what the fuck? I'm riding oh. with Chris on that one. Damn. Yes, he did. No reason to. That means he was listening. That means he was listening. He did not like what Chris said because Chris was very critical. And all of a sudden, some blocks were thrown. You know what I mean? Yes, so. it was. It was. Man, Tenero, man. <laughs> Florence, yours, brother. <laughs> this matchup was fucking amazing. This matchup is everything that it needed to be, right? Because going into this, I was saying, you know, MJF been boring. MJF should lose this title. I wouldn't be mad if Danielson wins this title. But after this matchup, like I said it on Sunday, this matchup did everything it needed to do. It, it it was breathing new life into MJF's short title reign. 
And I think that now, like you said, Ivan, I love that you said it's starting now. This is like the starting point. I love that now you have this behind the title reign because now MJF could back it up and say, hey, you know, not only did I go 60 minutes and last 60 minutes with the best in the world, but I beat him. And not only did I beat him, but I made him tap out. Like, he he has everything in the chamber now. He has all the ammo to fucking just take this title reign to the next level now. And I think that MJF winning this was a good idea. And the way he won it was a good idea. I like that they went to sudden death. Um, yeah, fucking Brian Danielson definitely did his job in making MJF a fucking megastar in this matchup. Not saying he wasn't a star before this. Like, I don't want people coming for me. I see and I know that MJF is a star. He's 26 years old and he's fucking on top of the world. But Brian Danielson solidified it here. He, he put the stamp of approval. Like, this matchup was phenomenal. I loved it. I love that it built up. Like, instead of slowing down throughout the 60 minutes, it built up the whole way. And when it reached that five-minute mark, it was just ready to fucking explode. It was like a power keg just ready to pop because they were just going ape shit. And, bro, like, I can't even say enough. Like, I could just keep on saying the fucking cliches, but this matchup was fucking amazing. I loved it. People who hasn't seen it, this was definitely worth it. Go check it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. banger bang it up baby you guys got me fucking not only right now at nipple mania but you guys got me a jizzomania dude like i am at fucking full-blown jizzomania right now i'm hyped like oh this match dude like this was the greatest iron man match of all time i said it the last time I'll ever repeat these words again. I hate this word. Never used it until four weeks ago. Mid. What a stupid word. I called him mid JF. All right. I'm so sick of him. Dude, the last four weeks, Max, Christopher Daniels, promo with Brian. Next week with Brian. The fucking Iron Man match. The Darby Allen match was the best match I ever seen Max wrestle. Great JF. Phenomenal MJF. Hold on. Hold Sensational on. Hold MJF. It. Hold it, hold it. And again, baby. <laughs> great. He's great, MJF, dude. Sensational, MJF. He's phenomenal, MJF, dude. He. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait oh, yeah, that's AJ Styles. Wait, right a, minute, wait a minute. He's great. He's great, MJF. Okay. He's All sensational. Right. He's not phenomenal. But my God. Man, let me take out the solo, man. You just, oh, no, 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 oh, baby. Oh. Hold on. No AJ Styles there. No. Mm, no, but, <laughs> dude, my God, what a fucking match by this kid, man. He was so impressive. I, I, all right, his mic shit, whatever. What he did in ring that match was awesome. I said it on the watch along. This was a New Japan match if I've ever fucking seen it, dude. And De Niro, you just said the way they fucking slow built it up. I felt like I was watching, like, you know, Kata versus a fucking Kenny match just with a better heel and the best wrestler fucking, like, in-ring maybe of all time. Like, it was fucking awesome. Brian did just make Max. And this title right now will be phenomenal going forward. <laughs> Damn, I used the word again. I fucking... It'll be great. I'm gonna... No, solo! He was ready. I knew it was coming ready. this time. This fucking... Tyler Brain is going to be great going forward. I said it, and I'm going to say it again. It's going to be Hangman Adam Page 
at double or nothing. The feud is there. Yo, we talked the pillars, whatever, the pillars, the pillars. The real pillars are MJF and fucking Hangman, right? They were the two OGs, like De Niro said earlier, right? The original show. That's them. These are the two guys, dude, all right? These are them. They are it. The way they have grown, the homegrown babyface against the homegrown heel at double or nothing. The story tells it fucking self, dude. It'll be MJF. It'll be Hangman. Max is going to win that match, dude. Then, who are they building up like crazy now? Who are they building up? Boom! Adam Cole, baby. He'll be, at that point, he had debuted in Chicago two years previous. He will get the match at All Out against Max. I think he'll lose. I do. And this is where I lose the audience. And I don't give a fuck, dude. I'll say it once. I'll say it twice. I'll say it three times. After MJF beats Adam Cole, it hits. Cult of personality. CM Punk comes out. We get the face-to-face. Full gear. Max versus Punk. Max wins. Double switch. Max goes face. Punk goes heel. Then all shit fucking breaks loose, dude. We go from there. That's my booking going forward. What a fucking match, dude. I said earlier, Brian, go away for four to six weeks. Come back. We'll figure the BCC out. Let's go. Tell me. He didn't just say that. He did say it, all right. See him. Jesus, why? Why? Dollars and cents. That's why. Oh, Dollars and cents. I, I, Dollars I'm and cents. You. I'm with you, and and we'll, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, Listen, I, I, every time CM Punk was on screen in AEW, like. No, I was just joking around with the whole blocking. Like, he didn't block me, so sorry, Chris. But no, I'm just joking around. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he, he, he like, you, right? He's going to block you now. Like, he's hey, not hey. blocking right now. He's, he's waiting. He's watching this. But nah, honestly, though, like, you have to admit, whether you love him or hate him, every time CM Punk was on the screen in AEW, it was must-watch. So, like, they need him back. I, I do feel like... They they shown that you know that the the stories became less intriguing since Punk left, and I feel like CM Punk brought emotion out of people. So I think that they do need him back. He is the perfect foil for MJF. That's why that feud worked so well last year. So I think that they need him back. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's why. Hundred percent with him. That'd be fire. That would be fire, man. Ugh. Uh, let's see. CM Punk ain't even the best in the world. It's shame. What? <laughs> Shane McMahon? He has a trophy to prove it. Oh, I mean, yeah, wow. That's, that's right. He does. He does have that. Oh, oh my God. No, don't say that. Don't Stop with that. that. <laughs> Tony, all right. Key points of this media scrum at Tony Condon. Um, first of all, I wanted to give a shout out to Ricky Starks. He did. Good. Uh, he let me say this. He, he came out there. He is like, so what do you guys want to talk about? Busting a Cody Rhodes, like literally busting a Cody Rhodes. Uh, you know, he commend Jericho, like I mentioned earlier. So everything with Ricky Starks. Now they ask him what's next. Titles next. See me coming soon. I'll be going for a title. For the TNT, I'll wait after the winner of Hobbs and Wardlow, or I'll probably go after the Orange Cassidy. You know, the All Atlantic. He's like, hey, I made the FTW title, even though it's not an official title, relevant. For him to say that, valid points. I'm sorry. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. Fucking, it, look, it's the fucking truth. Ricky Starks didn't make the title something. Even though, sorry, Hook, you're not there yet for me, buddy. Even though you, you're you're great, you know, you're a great, you know, great in-ring skills guy. But 
Yeah, you, you're still not set on me, buddy. You're almost there. Ah, oh, let's see. I, I got can't say good enough good words mm-hmm. for the match. Do that. It drained the entire. Yes, it did. <laughs> it's not phenomenal, Brian. Don't say phenomenal or you'll get spiked. Uh, yes. <laughs> Just say no pun intended, AJ Styles. And then you're fine. <laughs> and, then... <laughs> and then, of course, the gate revolution, 800,000. So, you know, 8,000 fans, 9,000 in attendance. Good money. Good money for them in the Bay Area. Good for them. The buy-ins for this was about 140,000 buys uh, around the world. Good for them. Ring of Honor Club has already 12,000 subscribers. He mentioned that. Uh, another thing to mention, I asked him about uh, Mercedes Monet to Tony Khan. Hey, so what, what are we going to have here? Uh, I see that you guys were teasing the, you know, maybe being the mystery person for the tag team partner for, I believe it was for, uh, for Soraya, I believe, yeah, for Soraya. And he did not comment on it. All he says that I have a great partnership with New Japan and, you know, like work, like work with stardom, but I can, I'm not going to comment on it and who I talk to in the free agency or not. Of course, he's talking to the Mercedes woman. We already know he's fucking doing his magic there. That's common. If especially you're gonna have the all elite women fucking event, and it does happen, you're gonna bring that woman. That's for sure. It's gonna happen. And of course, they ask him in regards. So how how did you structure the whole the House of Black and the elite situation? They critique the fact that because you did not book it, you booked it in the less time in less than a week ahead of time. And he, you know, kind of previous previous mentioned because with Omega with his visa issues that kind of delayed the, the story, which it is true. I actually. He has a good a point. It kind of did, you know, delay back that feud. Uh, him getting his visa issues resolved, and then of course heading to into it, coming down to the plan between them uh, with all six of them. How we're going to book this? Trying to figure it out how they're going to start the storyline, and them starting, you know, having the House of Black starting it up on social media and starting it up on Dynamite Rampage, calling them out. Uh, so, and they ask him, "Will we see a future?" You know. Singles match between you know you know Mega Buddy Matthews or or Mega Malachi. I'm like he said, yeah, we'll probably see that down the line. We may see that you know maybe that version. If you know Tim, excuse me, everybody wants a New Japan version because they kind of sort of hinted to him. Are we going to see him go? You know, Malachi going after the IWGP? Like he he just kind of like brushed off those you know those questions. More about what New Japan we'll see, depending on New Japan. They asked him about Kenny Omega's contact ex, you know, extension. Uh, of course, he mentioned yes, he's gonna stay with us because of the injuries dates that he fell behind, so they extended it. Uh, he, he will be working for New Japan here and there, they'll come into an agreement of what states that Kenny could go over there. That was mentioned, Ring of Honor was mentioned that so far he's trying to get. That partnership with New Japan and Ring of Honor, which a uh, while back we did see that it was New Japan strong, kind of really having their stars there. Tony Khan mentioned having them more on exclusively for the Ring of Honor club. So it looks like strong might be exclusively for Ring of Honor club, maybe moving forward. That's what it looks like heading that direction. Uh, since they have that partnership. And the other thing that they asked Tony Khan, so how do you? How are you dealing with this? Belcher himself asking the question. So, how are you dealing with booking? You know, such a oversaturated talent. How are you dealing with this? With the, the capacity of hours you have, he's like, I'm just trying to fit whatever I can fit, whatever I can fit in between the you know the, the first two hours of, of dynamite, one hour of of um, 
of Rampage, try to figure out as well to input input stars into Ring of Honor as well. And he said it's, it's a struggle. Said so we're all coming together to figure out stories for everyone, not just to have everybody sitting in the cater, catering. Uh, and pretty much that's, that's what the key points that they ask him of pretty much of Mercedes Monet, of Kenny Omega, how the House of Black and how the future of Ring of Honor looks like. He's saying it's going to look great. It looks like it's his expectations is what he saw at ECW. He didn't kind of mention that. Uh, so, and it looks like the partnership with him and New Japan, it will escalate more. So that's pretty much the key valid points that I wanted to speak about that. Uh, I don't know what you guys just take on it. Whoever wants to take it, I broke down everything what I can. If you need me to repeat it, I will. But <laughs> I don't know. It was, anybody want to take it over? Who wants to go ahead and give it? Yeah, man, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go quick with it. Um, I, I'm thinking there's going to be Forbidden Door 2. I'm hoping it's going to be in Chicago. I would think what up, I would think that if they're going to do Forbidden Door 2, they're going to want to bring Mercedes in in some capacity. I mean, she's a fucking star, dude. Star. Star. She just sold out Battle in the Valley. Like, she sold that out. She sold that. You know, we just were talking about dollars and cents. She's dollars and cents. That's what Mercedes is. So, like, do I see her on weekly episodic AEW television? No. Do I see her at Forbidden Door 2? Hell fucking yes, dude. Absolutely. I don't know who she's going to fucking fight. I mean, you got to go her and DMD or her and Jamie. Like, that's the route you got to go. Um, I agree. And that would be fucking awesome. The back and forth between her and Britt would be great. Um, so maybe you get her and Britt, and then you got Jamie defending the belt against somebody else or something along those lines. And, uh, hey. I'm in Chicago. I'll take it all day. I go to every was... local fucking show around here. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> coming. Talk to a Chicago. I actually was looking at events near me the other day and saw Forbidden Door 2. It's set in Chicago. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This hasn't been announced. I can't get too excited yet. So <laughs> I'm waiting. Hopefully that's a fucking thing. So the only way I've seen Mercedes in AEW is just on the biggest possible scale. And that's Forbidden Door. I don't think we ever see her on a dynamite, to be honest with you. I'm as with far you. as Kenny goes, yeah. We've seen it today. We said it earlier. Kenny's going back in the singles division. I don't think he's going for the title yet. I think we don't see him go for the title for nine months to a year because I think we, there's feuds in AEW for Kenny Omega to have. Singles Kenny Omega hasn't even scratched the surface. Who has he feuded with? Moxley, Jericho, and Hangman. He hasn't feuded with nobody else. You got all these guys. We always talk about the belts of Jericho. What about the belts of Omega? What about Ricky Starcer's Kenny Omega? What about Jack Perry versus Kenny Omega? Like, there are other feuds, and I hate this makes me sick to my stomach because there's so many people in the mid-card. But Kenny Omega never won the TNT title. Like, would he be the Grand Slam champion? Right? Ooh, like, I like that. I don't want that. I like you that. got guys like Malachi, right? You want you want that one-on-one with Malachi. He's the IWGP US champion. Let him start defending that championship in AEW, like Moxley did, like Archer did. Oh, MJF versus Okada. I love that, but the problem with that is neither one of them can take the loss. That's which, true. Is why, which is why you need to add a third or a fourth person, which is why Forbidden Door doesn't technically work the way we want to book it because people need to lose. And the way we book is star versus star, but the company ain't going to have their star lose. But trust me, man, I'm that. Tom, fuck my God, what a fucking match that would be, dude. Um, as far as ROH itself, I love that we're getting an ROH. Now we need ROH people to be exclusively ROH people. No more AEW and ROH. 
No more. If you're an ROH, you're an ROH. I don't want to see you in fucking dynamite. So that goes for Claudio. Claudio, go to ROH, get rid of that fucking bounce, okay? Like, and then come back to AEW because Claudio BCC is AEW. Wheeler, go lose your belt, come back to AEW. Samoa Joe, go to ROH and help build ROH. But ROH and AEW need to stay separate. And yeah, New Japan, we just talked about that relationship. Forbidden Door 2 is going to happen. It's going to be a big, big, big show, and I can't fucking wait, and I hope it's here. Mm, absolutely. He, they did mention, you know, since uh, Tom mentioned about Okada, they did ask Tony Khan, would you ever want it to have an, an Okada Omega in the AEW ring, like for Forbidden Door 2? And his comment was, is they're really depending on Bushida board, New Japan, if they're willing to allow that. Uh, if it's not going to happen here, most likely it may happen in each Japan ring. He doesn't know. And that's really depending on, you know, how that partnership works out and who you put over. That's that's, that's another one that we they're going to have a, a debate for there. Who are we going to put over, Omega or Okada? You got Omega who's representing all elite wrestling. Mind you that he's, you know, his, he grew in New Japan because and where he's at to this day because of New Japan. And you got Okada, who is the John Cena of New Japan, the face of New Japan. This is going to be a tough call to do that. So I, 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 that's a tough one, to be honest with you, man. I don't know how they're going to book that shit. De Niro, give us your take, brother. Um, Real quick to just run through this, I feel like I totally agree. I do think that we see Mercedes uh, Monet in AEW, but not as a regular. I do think that she comes in for an, at least a title matchup. Um, especially with the the partnership with AEW and New Japan, um, so yeah, like like Tim said, I don't see her on the dynamite. Maybe at most, maybe a video promo that was like pre recorded somewhere else. Like I don't see her showing up live at Dynamite. Uh, Kenny Omega, I'm very excited for Kenny Omega to be a single star in AEW. But I mentioned in on Sunday, I do think that he's probably not going to resign. I think that the best thing Kenny Omega could do is go to the WWE. So I think that this is probably the last couple of months we see of Kenny Omega. So why not give us all the dream matches now? Like he doesn't need to win a title, but give us every match that we should have seen with Kenny Omega. Give it now. Like give us Kenny versus Malachi. Give us Kenny versus Buddy. Give us Kenny versus Darby. Give us all these matches that we should have seen. You know what I mean? And then on his last night, give us Kenny versus Punk. <laughs> oh, that's what we. That's the biggest match the ever biggest that they could have done. That was the match that, and, and still. Still, yeah. like now, now more than ever. Yeah, most definitely. I, I I really wanted that matchup even before the brawl out. Like, I, I thought that that was going to be a matchup that, you know, you had Kenny Omega come back. I knew he was a part of the trios at the time, but CM Punk's champion, Kenny Omega wants the title back. Kenny Omega Punk, it was easy. Now you got the built-in story of what really happened, what really went down. Now it's a fucking blood feud. And if you do, Kenny Omega, you can even add to that you could do cm punk and ftr versus kenny omega and the young bucks like that shit right there is money 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 that shit's ratings and i feel like that would be the biggest storyline in AEW. but it's all depending on if they want to play ball ring of honor i feel like ring of honor to be honest the show itself i saw the first episode i'm excited for episode number two um great to see the talent there the talent was awesome the matches were awesome but I feel like that show screams AEW Dark. The way AEW Dark is shot, no, there was no fucking video package. It was match after match after match. It was some people were like, you know, enhancement talent. It just didn't feel like a special show. It didn't feel like an AEW Dynamite. It didn't even feel like a Ring of Honor TV show before it was bought. 
I did think that it's lacking some, and I hope that they continue to grow it. Just because you have names like Will Ospreay and you got Eddie Kingston and Claudio on the show doesn't make it feel special when you have like no video package. It jumps right into the show and it's just matches for matches. I was hoping that Ring of Honor was a little different than AEW where they would have some more storyline because right now AEW is very just match, 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 match with very little story. I was hoping we got something different, but it's the same booker for both shows. So how could you expect different? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, with that being said, I just. Well, I'm go ahead. I'm serious. I'm not going to sit back and take this fucking shit. But you're taking it, man. You're going to take it. You're going to take it, Tony. But yeah, and as for New Japan, I feel like having New Japan partner, we're already seeing some of the, you know, some of that partnership already with having Zack Sabre Jr. on that first Ring of Honor episode. We, we know that it was already announced that New Japan and Ring of Honor are going to work very close with each other. So I think that would be dope if you bring New Japan Strong to Honor Club. Because Honor Club itself, to be honest, I love Ring of Honor. It's not worth the $10. Like, first of all, they don't even have the complete. They don't have the complete library. There is a lot of shows missing. So first of all, before they add anything to Honor Club, at least have the full Ring of Honor library on that shit. Like, I'm over here regretting, like, let's go a little, you know, uh, behind the scenes here. Let's let's break the fucking fourth wall. I'm over here already regretting the Ring of Honor uh, shows on Thursday because the fourth and fifth show in Ring of Honor history is not even on Honorcast or Honor Club. So it's over here, like, I'm already have to skip a fucking two months, and it's like, I have to, like, explain to everybody what happened because the full shows are not there. Like, why is that? Why is it that you own the full library and you took all this time to rebuild the whole platform and the streaming service and you don't even have everything up there? Why is it that shows even as close as 2010, one of the biggest shows that Ring of Honor had was Final Battle, Kevin Steen versus El Generico in a fight without honor. One of the biggest matches that they had in their history. That show is not even on the fucking thing. It's like, that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? That's a DVD that was still available right before Ring of Honor was bought. That was a DVD that was still available at the Ring of Honor online store, but that show is not even available on the fucking Ring of Honor streaming service? How does that make sense? Mm-hmm. They need to fix that service before they start charging $10 for that shit. But I digress. Mm. <laughs> Why would you play games with me? Hey, Don't play games with the Nero, man. That's why yeah. he De Niro be getting heated on that. I love that. I love that fire. Uh, I love it, dude. Oh, yeah. I love it. That's right. We love it, baby. Yeah. yeah. You see your nipple mania running wild with this sexy poppy chudo. Ah! <laughs> getting ready for the Niro, man. We miss him. We haven't seen him. He's been hectic busy. And you see the nipples are getting hard when you see this, man. man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry, Angela. <laughs> <laughs> Devin, Devin be throwing up the fucking thumb all over the place on us. Or, oh yeah, you'll be here right now. All, all we're gonna see is nothing from him. No, solo. <laughs> no, solo. <laughs> no, solo. So I'll be seeing for right now from him, but oh, too bad it's a COD. Even though it's the Bloodline Entertainment Network, too bad. So. But you, you nailed it, bro. One thing I will say, though, that I am, I'm hurting and I'm crying. No more New Japan strong in LA. Oh, you're taking away New Japan strong from me, you assholes. 
fucking pieces of shit. All right, that's fine. That's fine. You see, look. <laughs> yeah, I hit uh, it again. I gotta hit it again. Fuck. All right, I'll hit it again. No, solo. <laughs> oh my god, I'll hit it. This is oh my god. Vaguely. Oh, vaguely. What's going on, vaguely? Oh, one thing I would. Okay, you mentioned something about Ring of Honor. I'm with you. What about maybe? I'm not rushing to give my critique yet. The reason why, because maybe the pressure was so much under Tony Khan because a lot of the Ring of Honor fans were asking for this fucking platform already. Like, hello, where is it? Where, where is this show? We've been asking for it. It's been a year since you owned it. Where the fuck is Ring of Honor? So I felt that the pressure was on him so drastically that he had no other alternative to use the Universal Studios in Florida to use that facility and, you know, tape about probably like two or three weeks, uh, maybe worth of episodes that he's doing. I am with you, though, that this, that's my fear that I do have. My fear is that it's going to become like another dark or elevation because the first episode was fire. But do we need to see that every week? Because guess what? It's going to start dying down little by little. You're going to give us these high caliber spot matches, right, that we kind of basically get on Dynamite technically. Uh, Ring of Honor has stories, so that's the thing. If Ring of Honor really had stories and really put their Ring of Honor titles like they mean something, they give yeah. us they go back to the history of it. Why you should hold this belt, like you know, Jay Lethal did it, everybody else, you know, done it. And I think that's my fear that I do have the neural, I have the fear that it'll, it will be up there within the first two, three months, the first quarter, I would say. After that, I feel it's going to doubt it's going to deteriorate down. Especially if you mentioned that they don't put the whole library there, that's going to be a major problem. And I think that's going to be the one that really is going to help them have the subscribers that they have right now currently, like 12,000. I think they want to get more than that. Put the whole library how you said it. It's the least. And, yeah. If I guarantee you, you'll get the, you know, you'll get the people that'll be like, hell yeah, I want to watch the whole old school ring of honor. Who wouldn't, you know? So it's just it, that's the only fear, and like you, you know, br- you know, uh, Fax can mention the comment too, and he made a good bad point what he said. You know, it's like the same people having any kids going over there, it's the same fucking people. I, yeah, I'm with you, I'm not disagreeing mm-hmm. there, man. But it, it's, I don't know, I just hope the best for them. I just don't want it to be a, a dark elevation or dark. If that was the case, you should have got rid of those shows and put that shit there since the beginning. That should have been there because you, oh man, it's just ridiculous, bro. Yeah. I just I wish nothing for the best for them. Uh, there, I'm not gonna. We're not here spoilers, ladies and gentlemen. There's spoilers out there already. I'm pretty sure you guys read them. Of course, pieces of shits like Seltzer and especially sack of shit of <laughs> Ross and Alvarez. Fuck them all, pieces of shit. But they you know they already all put they always they all. I'm pretty. They put the spoilers already. So oh yeah, always. they did. But we're not gonna give it to you guys. You gotta tune in and subscribe to RingOfHonorClub.com, baby. Just like we are. See, you're, we're fans. We're not. We're analytic fans. We're like your Skip and, and Stephen A. We're like your fucking Shannon Sharps. We're like your first. Uh, what is it? Uh, first things first. That's what we do here. We're analytics like that. We're analytical of it. Um. Yes. But one thing I do want to say now, I want to get into is the expectations for coming up. So we'll close it out here with the last topic of the night here: expectations for Dynamite and Rampage. TK, you gave some earlier today during the card. 
Give us your take, brother. What else do you what else are you expecting this week coming up in the next 24 hours of dynamite, baby? What are you gonna be expecting of that? Yeah, bro, it's gonna be a big show. You got Hobbs and Wardlow. Fuck, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, which makes Wardlow's win. You know, that was that's why it was so confusing. I don't know what's gonna happen in that match, which means if I don't know what's gonna happen, I'm excited. All right. So I guess. At the end of the day, since I'm excited for it, TK is doing an okay job with it. But goddamn, Hobbs deserves this belt. So, like, anything but that, I'm going to be upset. Orange Cassidy, Jay Lethal, All-Atlantic Championship. I think Orange has been doing a great job with that belt and that backpack. He defends it all over the place, left and right. Not really in the Atlantic, but it defends it against AEW wrestlers left and right, right? (laughs) I don't want to see him lose it. I could see him losing it, though. And then Jay Lethal transitions that bout to, like, a Jack Perry or a Ricky Starks down the road, for sure. Um, I expect to see something from the House of Black. Not much. I don't think we'll actually see House of Black on our screens. I think we'll see a vignette from them with the belts. I think maybe we'll see something from Kenny Omega or them mentioned Kenny Omega. I, I'm thinking a lot of, like, backstage vignettes or little small cut-ins. From the superstars, no Max, no Brian. You know who's going to have a big promo on Dynamite? Max, all right? Mm -hmm. Max should have a coming out party on Dynamite. He should. I always say he's too long and too long. He's nonstop, doesn't stop and over and over. Max should go talk for 25 minutes on fucking Wednesday and just let it rip about why he's the greatest thing in the fucking world because he fucking deserves it, all right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I don't really expect them to start building into double or nothing for a few weeks, but double or nothing should be dope, dude. Hangman and MJF is the main event, as I've been saying, is going to be awesome. I fully expect FTR to get the tag titles from the guns before double or nothing. FTR and the acclaimed to double or nothing would be a fucking absolute blast, dude. Maybe some Wardlow and Hobbs in a heated feud where they beat the fuck out of each other until then would be fun. I'm going out on a limb now. It's either going to be Jericho, Sammy, and Danny against the House of Black at Double or Nothing. Ooh. We're going to get that Jack and Jericho thing that we were talking about yeah. a little bit ago. Because Jericho, Sammy, and Danny are wrestling AR Fox and Top Flight on Dynamite this week. So okay. maybe just maybe they insert themselves into the trios division. They lose ultimately. But I want Jericho and Jack. But Danny's not doing anything. So maybe that gives Garcia and Sammy something to do. Teaming with Jericho and his two little kids going against House of Black. Yeah, it'll be he's got a chance again after every pay per view. That's a good thing about quarterly pay per views. You have a chance to reset, and I think that he's got a really good opportunity to reset here and start building towards in a Hangman promo. I think we should be kind of promo centric on this on this show. MJF and Hang, God bless you. MJF and Hangman should both have really good promos. Because they stood out. They tapped out fucking forged in combat. They tapped out John Moxley and Brian Danielson. I don't want them engaging yet in conversation, but they should separately have great promos putting themselves over. Yeah, they have. Those were big feats. I mean, when was the last time you seen Moxley or Brian Danielson tap out, let alone the same night? Crazy. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I'm man, I Shout out to Ben Buster, man. Shout out to Greater. What's going on? My apologies, brother. What's going on, man? We will have you soon, brother. Stay tuned for that. 
And yes, uh, you know, faction, you know, he made a good point. I but with Starks, he mentioned that Hobbs should win be Ricky Starks down the line, maybe for double or nothing. I don't I, I don't mind that either. But like I've really more one focus really more right now in Hobbs and Wordle for them to continue the feud. That's what I want to continue. I don't like I had mentioned earlier already. I don't want a hot potato. Ricky, if anything, what he could do is go after the All Atlantic. Fuck, screw it. He could probably make the All Atlantic. Maybe you know, Orange Cassidy's doing a great job. I'm not saying he's not. He's not doing um, a bad job. He's doing a great job because they're booking him very well with it, uh, and he's showing up. Like he did a great job with uh, when he faced uh, Big Bill. When he faced you know uh, Wheeler Yuta. So great, fantastic job. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him in Starks for a double or nothing for that belt. I think those two guys will kill it if they built the story correctly because you have a cool guy, like, mellow and cool, like, you know, Jesus, like, you know, you know, orange being mellow and cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then, you know, then you're going to have, of course, the other guy who always comes and looking – Hold on, yes. Ricky Starks, baby. Yeah, you know, you're going to have that type of... So, why not? Two cool guys going after for the belt. Why the hell not? Makes at least the belt more intriguing and an invested storyline. I wouldn't mind seeing that for Double or Nothing. I'm with you that if the FTR might win it before Double or Nothing, we might get... I wouldn't mind seeing FTR Lucha Brothers. I don't think we haven't seen that, right? I think we did when FTR first came. They they faced the Lucha Brothers like a couple weeks in, but... Not since, and that would be a fire matchup. So mm-hmm. they wore that frog outfit and shit. They wore those oh, masks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was the only thing, right? Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing like a great feud between them to, to build up for double or nothing yeah. for those belts. That would be awesome. Yeah, and yeah. and I think we we're not gonna see Brian or Moxley. I think we might see the rest of the BCC of Claudio and Wheeler. They're gonna probably bitch, and then we're gonna have something, someone coming out. Uh, I do see MGF showing up possibly or do a little video, video vignette. I didn't mention his post conference because it's like it's too much, it's looking too much. He just pretty much came out there saying, I'm the fucking greatest wrestler in the world. I made Brian tap out. He just talked about his cardio, his diet. And that's what he talked about. He did he, make me want a pickle though. I know he ate a pickle. He made a he told one of the he, I forgot who he told, like, come here, piece of shit. Here, come we have a pickle. He gave a he gave a pickle. All right, fuck off. We're like, I was like, damn, all right. Only MJF. Uh, only MJF, man. But and then the whole so the the whole skill the, the, the kid thing with the water spill thing wasn't, you know, it wasn't planned. Uh they literally got him tickets for coming Sacramento. They gave him everything. Everything's legit. It's, it was tequila too. That's why it was a small cup. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't water. That's which makes it awful. Yeah, right, right. We were talking on the watch along, like, what the fuck kind of Dixie cup water that this is a plant? Oh, that's mm. yeah. So it mm. so Tony Khan did say it in front of everybody in front of MJF that they did had a talk and he didn't tolerate it. So he didn't pretty much said that he did put him on check. You're able to do that to MJF, right? But you can't do it to your fucking yeah, your boy. You're oh yeah, it's clubber time. He couldn't do that. Didn't have the cojones to do it, but he. Well, you know what? I still think. Well, first and foremost, it's because CM Punk makes dollars and cents, and he's bigger than MJF. And second of all, you're gonna call me crazy as fuck, right? I still think it was a plant. I still think it was a plant, and I think it was. Yo, these guys, Sean Rossett, Dave Meltzer, and Brian Alvarez work for AEW. All right. Well, we know that. 
All Tony Khan had to do is fucking facilitate information like it wasn't a plant to them. They report it. TMZ picks up the story. It's a huge deal. Everyone's talking about it. Plant. Fucking not a real plant. No way Max threw tequila in a kid's face. No way. But if it was real, and good for, and Ivan, if it was real, good for Tony Condat for actually having the balls, dude. For real. I agree. And you know what? I, I do agree also that all the dirty writers do work for AEW. Remember when MJF walked out, right? Everybody was acting like it was real. It was only very few publications that announced that actually before that walkout, he actually signed an extension with AEW. Not extension, but he signed for a bigger money deal with AEW. So, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, shit. The only thing that made me think that this might be fake and it's a plant was the mother's reaction. It was like real. Yeah, like, that's what got right. me I would have fucking been swinging on, dude, if he fucking threw tequila at my son. Like, dude, right? And I don't mean any like fuck up like shit by this, right? But then they're like Amanda Huber's out there. Amanda Huber's best friends are Powerhouse Hobbs, and then they're like, "This is Powerhouse Hobbs." Favorite the kids' favorite wrestlers, powerhouse Hobbs. They're in San Francisco. Powerhouse Hobbs is from San Francisco. What's to say that it just ain't powerhouse Hobbs' nephew or something, dude? Oh, like, yeah, you're right. Seriously, he's like, like backstage because that's his fucking uncle. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, that's this, yo, it, and that's okay because wrestling is allowed to make us like feel and think like this, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, Tony Khan's like, no, MJF, this is bullshit, or it was all just a part. Of it, and everyone was in on it because we are still talking about it. And TMZ, TMZ picked it up. Come on, man! It wouldn't be the first time that they they did this fake plant fan to give MJF more heat. I this was like early AEW, I believe it was when uh, MJF was facing Cody at whatever pay per view, probably Revolution it was, right? Which is ironic. But if you remember the first Revolution. MJF is coming out and some fan jumps the guardrail and goes running at him, right? And he takes down that fan and the security's pulling him out. If you look closely, that fan was uh, Ryan Nemeth. Um, yes, so, yes. You, you got it. They have done this before, so it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be out of the ordinary if AEW had a fake plant and you know try to give MJF more heat. It was just the way he did it so nonchalantly, like they didn't really like zoom up on it. It, it was just a throw, and then the camera like turned. So that's why I was like, yo, this shit could be real. They didn't want to give it too much attention. But, I mean, who knows? Like, if they did it and it was a plant, they did it realistic enough for everyone to be talking about it. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Dino, what do you get your take? What are your expectations for Dynamite and Rampage coming up? I'm expecting Jay Lethal to walk out with championship gold. Uh, <laughs> nah, I think that... <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely think that that's going to be a good matchup. Um, I I do expect to see what's next for a lot of guys. Like, I want to know what's next for Jungle Boy. I want to know what's next for Ricky. I want to know what's next for MJF. Hangman, are we going that route? Are we going to go? But, I mean, we have a, a lot of time until May. So, like, who's to say? Like, we, we probably won't see this feud even start brewing up until probably, like, mid-April. Just because, like, if you start it here in March, it's going to be one of those storylines where it's like you build it for so long, it's like boring by the time the match happens. So I, I don't think that whatever we see this <laughs> week on Dynamite or on Rampage, I don't think it's anything that we're probably going to see at Double or Nothing. But I mean, who knows? AW does do long-term story building. They could show hints of it. 
We'll see what happens. Well, breaking news. You got uh, – he will get a rest, man. John – what did I tell you? John Silver, Alex Reynolds versus Claudio Castanoli and John Moxley tomorrow on Dynamite. What? What? Yeah, I told you. That's wild. Yeah. That's Moxley so – happening? Well – Sorry, De Niro. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Both of you guys digress. Okay, nah, I mean, I'm right there with you, Tim. I'm I'm speechless. So you could you could go ahead. That that's fucking wild. I was gonna say, is that stupid as fuck? Well, he's gonna wrestle these jobbers. It should be Claudio and Yuta against these fucking idiots, dude. I'm so sick of these. Nah, fucking fuck, dude. Stupid. Yeah. Moxley just fucking tapped to a fucking chain around his neck, and now he's gonna wrestle these jobbers. Why? Fuck off. Fuck off. Yep, and they have Ruby Soho versus Sky Blue tomorrow. Looks like that is booked. Of course, it's you a one woman's match. Yep, you got your Orange Cassidy Jimmy's up for All Atlantic that you mentioned in Nero. AR Fox Top Flight versus Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, we will hear from Hagman. Uh, um, that's what is coming up right now that I'm looking here at the moment as we're alive. Uh, we will hear from FTR as well. Wardle, of course, the main event. Wardle, Power Hop Hops, of course, for the, for the TNT. Uh, that's what has been announced so far. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Oh, I can't wait to hear what uh Clarksbury got to say this Friday about that dynamite. This dynamite show that I'm looking forward to, and that is so far what has been announced by far right now for coming up for tomorrow for dynamite. There you have it, man. I wow. Yeah, this is gonna be mm, an oh, okay dynamite. Uh, yes, all we have we have one, two, three, four, five, and then Hangman's hearing. Okay, that's all. So far, that's it. We've been announced, ladies and gentlemen. So stay mm-hmm. tuned for that, and you'll probably see tomorrow here on the Ben Network, of course. The Blood uh, Entertainment Network here. You might see the Banger Podcast tomorrow, recapping dynamite here along with Justin Time. We will probably see that tomorrow, but man, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We gave you two hours and 15 minutes. Great stuff here on, of course, the COD and the Bloodline Entertainment Network. We're only just recap. We just touched the surface of Revolution and over and, you know, the media scrum and giving you what our expectation is for Dynamite and Rampage. Three incredible, great topics for this evening. But before we do, we have, we forgot to give our grades. Let's grade it again. I'll grade Revolution a B plus. I already said on the live watch along, just the two things: the tag team and the word loan Joe. That's that's gonna be plus. Denura, what are you? What what's your last grade? One more time for this one. Um, I'm gonna go B plus too. I I feel like during the watch along, I believe I said A minus. Yes. Um, after thinking about it, I think that the Wardlow Joe match it, it was solid until the end. But didn't do nothing for me. The tag match was okay. I feel like just because of that, like it did bring it down maybe a little notch. But I'm gonna go B plus. I think that's a good enough rating. Everything else hit. Every other match was a fucking fire. The trios matchup and the Texas Death matchup were already two matches that could have been considered match of the year for AEW. And then on top of that, you add that main event that was match of the year for AEW. So that's three fucking bangers on that one show. Gotta give it a good grade. Absolutely. Banger. Yeah, man. On the fucking watch along, I gave it a motherfucking 10, dude. Do I stick with the 10? I'm going to give it like a 9.99999. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Only because I'm pissed off about John Moxley coming back right now. Otherwise, it still would be a ten. Did but you no, see? Man, this- so my, my apologies, interrupt you real quick. Did you see why we remember last week about the whole selling of the Paul General Uno? He's not fucking selling this match. Correct. He- Dude, Ivan, yes, facts, bro. Yo, what a point right there, dude. He's not selling. He just got choked out by a fucking steel chain and tapped out. Fucking, and this motherfucker's going to be right back to work on Wednesday? Bleeding. And he's going to bleed again, De Niro. He's going to bleed again against these fucking jobber bitches, dude. Fuck. But I guess I shouldn't take that into consideration. Yo, I say it every single time, and I'll say it every single time I give a grade. When I do a watch along with my Bloodline Brothers, the show goes up either two numbers or one letter grade. So the show probably was a B plus, probably was an A. So it makes it an A fucking plus to me. A 10 out of motherfucking 10. I thoroughly enjoyed myself from start to finish. That main event was orgasmic. Heyman and Mox fucking fucked in that trios championship match. Storytelling with Ruby. Fucking Ricky and Jack going over. No Powerbomb Symphony, so maybe it's a 9.999, actually. But I fucking <laughs> enjoyed the shit out of it. <laughs> love it. Oh, love it, love it. And yes, yes, you know, Faction, we got you. Oh, <laughs> we got you, my brother. But man, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate you guys. Oh, let's see. Honorary versus ready to... That is right, Yeah. This is Saturday. We'll be live, of course. We'll be back. B-plus from Bakley. New Japan show. Recapping the first round of the New Japan Cup. I'm not still going to say shit right now. Just, no. I'm saving it for Saturday. But tomorrow we'll be back here to COD, of course, with the MMA recap of UFC 285. John Jones and Ciro Gane. Stay tuned for that. It's the director, Coach Rage, Bakley, and the Modest Brothers will be taking over with that. And, of course, you've got Zadero. We'll see what is cracking for tomorrow. Do we have anything happening on the DeLorean? Are we going back in time tomorrow or next week? I mean, I really hope to go on tomorrow. I do have some personal things. Hopefully things work out. So timing-wise, if I could do tomorrow, I would love to do tomorrow. But 100%, we'll be back on Thursday with another episode of the Ring of Honor Rewind, which fortunately, I mean, fortunately for me, I do have the DVD of Show 4. So I did cover Show 4. But it is not on Honor Cast or Honor Club, whatever the fuck they're calling it. But I will be talking about the show for of Ring of Honor, crowning a champion, main event. It is Christopher Daniels versus Loki versus Doug Williams versus Spanky. Four-way, one-hour Iron Man match, which is the first time I've ever seen that. Four-way, one-hour Iron Man match. Winner gets the first ever Ring of Honor world champion. We'll be talking about all of that on Thursday for sure. That's right. And TK, what else do we have expecting here on the Ben Network? We got you tomorrow night coming in live talking about Dynamite Recap. Are we going to be expecting that? You do not. You do not. Tomorrow night's a loaded night for the Bloodline. So we got Roto Slappers podcast tomorrow night. If you're not familiar, Roto Slappers, soon to be Bloodline exclusive. You can check it out on the Tim King Show. Soon to be Bloodline Entertainment Network exclusive show. It's either me, my boy Streets, Big Texas, Blake Hendrick. If it's baseball, it's Streets and Blake. If it's football, it's me and streets. Tomorrow night is baseball night. Go back and check it out. These boys do tiers, right? Fantasy baseball tiers. First base rankings tomorrow night, all right? Go and get your first baseman tiers on. Plus, they talk about movies, joke around, TV shows, bullshit. It's a very fun conversation between the two of them. Go ahead and check that out. That'll be at 8.30 Central Standard Time. It's about an hour show. Right after that, 
We got our MMA show popping. Fucking cage my IQ, like you just said. You just put it over big time. Coach Rage, Chris, the boys, Bakley doing their thing. Bloodline Entertainment Network, doubleheader tomorrow night. So I won't be going live after that. But Thursday, since the flagship is on Sunday this week, it's very likely you're going to see the TK show at 7.30 Central Standard Time right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, following up my boy De Niro. I'm not Justin. I got Justin this week. Justin's uh, Justin's got a thing. Uh, I got another guest, though. Surprise guest. It's going to be a blast this week. We'll be talking about AEW Dynamite. We'll be talking little WWE. So Thursday night, for sure, you'll be expecting the Tim King Show following Wrestling DeLorean right here on Bloodline Entertainment Network. And Ivan, love you, bro. Love you too, man. And yes, Faction Cats, I'll be tuning in tomorrow seeing your you know your recap on Revolution. Oh, yeah, sure. Be, be, we appreciate be. you, brother. And yes, my tribal chief, right there. We have a good show right there, my tribal chief. And man, but don't forget, follow, subscribe, the Bloodline Entertainment Network, and we're gonna provide you some good shit. We will be announcing as well what we're gonna be providing in exclusively on this network, you know, besides you know, our flagship shows that we have here. That is dual. Besides being live stream on Circle Debate, is also starting live streaming now on the Ben YouTube channel. But we're going to have other exclusive show for you, content for you guys. So stay tuned for the announcements and future dates for that. And of course, don't forget to follow the Tim King Show and follow the Resident DeLorean on the social media platforms. You can find the Resident DeLorean here on the COD, and you can find the Circle Debate, of course, here as well. We'll be back this Sunday. As yes, we'll be back on Sunday as we'll be. Recapping the whole week of what happened, not Revolution, but we'll be recapping Roadblock, Dynamite, SmackDown, Rampage, and heck, maybe we can get a little input. We'll do some Impact, baby. Stay tuned because we might we need to get some Impact up in here. So yes, yes, yes. Follow, follow, follow. Such good shit. Yes, make me. Just for you, Blakely, I'll play because you said the magic word. such good shit. It is good shit when you subscribe and follow the Bloodline Entertainment Network, baby. And, of course, the Tim King Show, the rest of DeLorean, and the Circle Debate, ladies and gentlemen. But I want to thank you all for tuning in. And, of course, you know, Tim is part of the COD family anyway. So I appreciate you for coming over here with us and banging banger out. After banger. After banger, after banger, after banger, after banger, after banger. Always banging. Oh, slapping means bangers and slappers, baby. Coming soon. You'll see. You'll see. Coming soon. I got a surprise for TK. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, Mike De Niro, always killing you here. Mr. DeLorean, Mr. Mr. Five, Mr. Five Days, Mr. All No Roads right here. Ah, he, that's why he's a sexy man. He's a sexy. Mm -hmm. Sexy stud, yes. I it's not. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you know you. You think this is a game to me? I served hard time. We've been serving hard time. That's what he's been doing, ladies and gentlemen. And because he's sexier than Tony. I'm Khan. serious. I'm not gonna sit back and take this fucking shit. Yeah, you piece of shit. I don't care. I love it. You gotta take it. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> no, you're bullshit. Damn it, you're fucking bullshit, Tony. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the whole scheme is what I would see. Mike De Niro, Tim King, and the whole entire Bloodline Entertainment Network here in the Circle of Big Family, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't just do podcasting. Who wants to, both of y'all, what the hell do we do? We make history.
must bid you adieu, goodbye, Mwah. and good night. Oh my God, it's so great. Bang! Yes!